How are you guys doing? Good to see you back. Today we are back here at the studio and with another Dean Lovers podcast. It's been really, really intense here. We've been trying to, uh, very hard trying to bring a lot of new content. It's summertime. Everybody's off. Uthman's done with school and a lot of other Dean Love uh, guys are really, you know what I mean, mashallah, shaping up for the summer. We're trying to do uh, and be active as much as we can. Today we got, of course, Muhammad Susi in the building on one of these sensational series about relationships, about life skills, about, you know what I mean? Last time we did the Muslim attire episode, it was intensive, it exploded, and a lot of people benefited from it. Today we're talking about the righteous wife and how to find the righteous husband. Very, very important topic. How does the Muslim navigate through this? Sheikh Muhammad Susi, a long time. Uh, you guys know by now that Sheikh Muhammad Susi has been in my life for maybe a third of my life. <laughs> <laughs> or more. What does that say about me? <laughs> Shaykh Muhammad is with us today. Shaykh Muhammad, how are you doing? Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. We cannot thank Allah enough. Subhanallah. 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 Alhamdulillah. Yeah. I mean, all of us here in the West, most people are extremely blessed. Yeah. Yeah. And um, subhanallah. And I wanted to make a, a little disclaimer about that. Subhanallah. As I go back and I revise and look and learn and. Um, Definitely. And one has to learn, uh, you know, from his mistakes and Definitely. go back and um, just kind of try, fail, adjust type of thing. Yeah. So I've noticed, like, when we're, you know, when we meet up before the podcast and we're talking a little bit and so forth, um, you know, if somebody asks me anytime, how are you? I say, Alhamdulillah. Yeah. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> I'm excited about that. But then on the podcast, you know, when you ask me again, I'm like, yeah, excellent. And so I want your viewers to kind of understand yeah. that. Um, you know, it, it's properly we should say Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, Alhamdu Shukrullah Subhanahu Wa Taala. We're blessed to be alive. We're blessed to be uh, Muslims, and and we have to be very very thankful. So when I say I'm magnificent or I'm great or you know uh, you know exceptionally great, um, Alhamdulillah came before that. But w- just just for your viewers, just to definitely. kind of make that as a definitely, little definitely um, note, side note, side for note, sure, Inshallah sure. Taala, because I know a lot of times people do tread in yeah. the in the murky water yeah. and they're looking for little things to discredit yeah, uh, yeah. And, and so forth and so on. We ask Allah to make hidayat for all of us and give us hidayat inshallah ta'ala. Uh, that's the first disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> the second disclaimer is um, I usually read the yeah. comments yeah, and I usually don't respond to the comments because yeah. that's one of the main reasons why I'm not on social media yeah, yeah. because I'm the guy that will respond to the comments <laughs> and if you say something wrong I'm going to be the guy to say no that is wrong yeah. and it will consume my life and then I'll probably end up in the hospital uh, yeah. mentally ill because yeah. so, there's just too much out yeah, there too yeah. many opinions too much going too on much, and you much, just yeah. would spend your whole life trying to fix things so yeah. I just don't yeah. but I, I go back into the podcast and I look and the comments that are just like hey uh, the, the delivery is harsh and you're I don't even respond to those things, yeah. um, to be honest with you. Yeah. But I'll, I just want to, and I think I try throughout the podcast, uh, throughout the talks, to kind of maybe um, address that in a good way to of show course, that it's course. actually out of, well, it's out of concern. It's Definitely. not out of any, like, I'm talking down to you, I hate. It might come across as that if you felt yeah, yeah. Um, 
that I'm attacking you. If, yeah. if you feel attacked, then yeah. you're just going to look at it in a negative way. Of course, of course, of course. You know, so in a lot of times, and I told you guys, I'm not good at massaging. I'm getting better at finessing, but I'm not good at <laughs> massaging. <laughs> but um, mm. so I want to make that as a disclaimer is the brothers here, myself, and ask Allah to always purify our intentions, course, purify our hearts, of course. that we're here for the sake of Allah. Yeah. And if we did not love you, dear viewers, Muslims, I would not be here. Of course. It's literally 7.30 p.m. Yeah. I've been up since 3 a.m. Yeah. at work, running around like a crazy man. Yeah. You guys are all doing stuff. Yeah. We're not here just to get on and to get a thousand views or two thousand, whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, now, yeah, if yeah. it was like a million or two views, <laughs> that would be a different story. <laughs> no, but on a serious note, I, I want you guys to understand, get beyond the idea of the delivery. Just get beyond it. Yeah. Whether it's with me or anybody else. That's the it. truth is always going to hurt. Yeah. The Prophet, والسلام, and we should have started with Bismillah, Alhamdulillah, Salatu Salam, Ala Rasulullah, Ala Eli, Sahbi, Oman Wala. I criticize myself just as much as I criticize everybody else. Yeah. Um, ask Allah to forgive us. So if you look at the Prophet, والسلام, he had the best of manners. Yeah. He had yeah. the best of delivery. He had the best of intentions. They Sahih. loved him and everything. Sahih. But once he started to say the truth, what happened? He got he alienated. Got, yeah. He got so when you alienate me, I'm not crying in a corner. Yeah. I'm not. No, it, I'm just not. But so you guys, I want you. I, I said this. I was going to do good tonight. I'm not going to get excited and start <laughs> doing. I, I won't. Okay. Let's keep the disclaimer good so you guys can, you know, listen, uh, listen on. Inshallah. Yeah. You know, so so that's kind of the second disclaimer. Wallahi, uqsim billah, ikhwani. We love you for the sake of Allah. We love this deen. We love our Muslim people. You, sisters, if you're on the side of the road and you need help, I'm the first guy that will pull over to help you. I'm telling you that. If somebody's messing with you in a parking lot, in a grocery store, I'm the man who jumps in. Well, I'll tell you guys a little story, inshallah ta'ala. I told them we're going to be here for like three hours tonight. Get ready. Get your chips. Get your popcorn. <laughs> get, get your energy drink. Get, get everything. Get ready. It's going to be a long one. You might have to do it over like a week period. But I really wanted to wrap up all the podcasts that we've done. Yeah. And then, inshallah, we will start something new. Yeah. I, I'm thinking of doing something new, inshallah ta'ala. Inshallah. And um, maybe in the comments, if some of the people are interested in a certain subject that we can talk about, Definitely. Uh, I'd be available to do that, inshallah ta'ala. So having that said is, when we were in um, getting our license for shooting training. Yeah. So the first thing they teach you is, if you're going to pull out your gun, make sure that you're going to use it. Oh. Do not ever pull out the gun using unless it. you're going to use it. Okay. This was in Minnesota and Texas. Where, I mean, this Wherever. is a rule of thumb. No. You only pull it out wow, to shoot. And when okay. you shoot, you shoot to kill. You do not shoot to okay. like mobilize or in the, you shoot. It. That means the only reason you pulled it out is because there's a death threat. Yeah. So if you go and you try to shoot somebody in the leg, you might cause yourself death or harm. Of course. So, and they tell you to, you know, and they teach all these different things. It's a long class. They bring you videos about all the different circumstances and stupid things that people do with guns to of themselves. Course. Of course. <laughs> How oh they shoot God. themselves because <laughs> they put the gun in the wrong place, you know, yeah. uh, and all the stuff we see in movies or whatever. All, yeah. all that stuff is opposite of what you should do. Yeah. But anyways, w the point I want to get to is uh, I think there's two or three of us brothers who are Muslim. Yeah. All the rest are non-Muslim. Of course, you know, most people that are coming out are getting guns are are people that are getting guns. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it at that, all right? 
And, and they were just kind of asking, what should I do if somebody else was threatened? Yeah, that's true. That was the question. Yeah. Well, if somebody else was threatened, they said, if you're not threatened, I mean, if you can take the threat out, that's fine. But if you're not threatened, just walk away. Just walk away. Just walk away. And I stood up and I said, I want you guys to understand. And I, I told them this pl- blank out. I said, to be honest with you, I'm a Muslim. I'm going to be guy that's going to step in. Yeah. And what if you die? I said, then I die. Yeah. So I want you guys to know, well, I mean, if somebody was out there doing some nonsense, we're going to be the first ones to jump up and make yeah. it happen and of do course, something. Of course, yeah. And and that's just the way it is. And that's how Muslims should be. So we're here trying to fight for the truth as much as we can. And when, you know, and the third disclaimer I'm going to mention is when a lot of times I mention, if you don't like this deen, leave us alone. Yeah. I'm not talking about the Muslim that's praying that maybe has a hard time having hijab yeah. or she can't make qiyam al-layl or, no. or the Muslim. I'm talking about those who are viciously fighting Muslims in Islam, but they look like Muslims. That's true. So this is, I want you guys to understand this. You know, I mean, a lot of this stuff I thought was like understood. Yeah. But it isn't. So I'm I'm getting better clarify, at this whole clarify, yeah, podcasting. Yeah. I'm used to doing lectures on khutbas and I just yeah. say what I'm going to say. And I get off the mimbar. Yeah. But th- this is a different platform. So I'm getting better as well. So thanks to your, your guys' input and, and, and so forth and so on. So understand that we love all Muslims for the sake of Allah. Sah. We have to understand the closer you are to Allah, the more we love you. Of course. Whether it's my spouse, my children, my friends, so forth and so on. And on top of the main thing above all of those things that kind of put you in underneath that umbrella of we love you is a salat. Mm. Because those who don't pray are either they're between al-fisq wal-kufr. Fasq, they are, you know, they're just heathens, the worst of. They're just a, a level below kufr or they're kafir based on the method that you will follow or adhere to or listen to. And this is very dangerous. So as long as you're praying, we can work with you. Yeah. Okay. So, and I know there's a lot of people that pray and still oppose the ideologies. And that's when I say these people have left Islam and they don't know about it. Yeah. So the prayer keeps you under the umbrella, but what you say afterwards too is going to distinguish who you are and what you think and so forth. So what we're asking is don't oppose us, not because we don't know you. (laughs) <laughs> we don't oppose it, Muslims. You know, this is the point I want to make. Yeah. If you need dua for us, we'll make dua. If you need help from us, we'll make. We'll help you as much as we can. So you know, the, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says in a, in a mahadi ummatukum ummatun wahida wa ana rabbukum faabudun. That mm. this you are all one ummah and I'm your Lord. Worship me. Yeah. Okay. So we have to be uh, be very conscientious of this. That when we tell somebody, hey, if you if, leave us alone, is we're not here to debate hijab. We're not here to debate salat. We're not here to debate at tawheed. We're not here to debate yani aqsam at tawheed. No. Okay? We're not debating none of these These are things that are pillars in Islam that we just don't negotiate. There's no negotiation. There's no negotiation. We I don't have the right to change it. You know, and, and some of the questions I, I wanted to bring up and, and, and we'll kind of ease into this inshallah ta'ala is really write down 10 or 15 things that you might have a problem with. Yeah. What are the things that you th- want us to reform in Islam? <laughs> Wallahi al-Azim. You write them down. Don't send them to us. Please don't send them to us. Yeah. <laughs> but write them down. Yeah. And find out. You'll kind of start to find out that your Islam, your issue is not with me. 
yeah. your issues with the Quran, with the Hadith, with the teachings of Islam. Yeah. And those are the ones that are, that are pushing so hard for reform is the ones that are just leave us alone. Akhi, Islam can never be reformed. Yeah. We learn how to navigate between the book and the sunnah as times change. Yeah. But we don't reform Islam. No. It's a very, very, very dangerous idea to reform Islam. And so that's kind of my third disclaimer. And I wanted to tell the sisters as I go through, I'll probably talk more about it. And for those of you who are listening, for the brothers as well, we are going, I think when we started our first podcast, yeah. I told you we we're going to have very bad economic times in the next year. Did I not mention this? Yeah. What's going on right now? Mm. And I said because of the inflation, right? Yeah. It's going to be worse than 2008 very soon, probably with after the summer is done. Mm. Wallahu ta'ala alam. So, sisters and brothers alike, prepare yourself. Embrace yourself for the times that are coming. Yeah. We're going to have very, very, very hard times all over the world and in America, especially yeah. because we've created a lot of weak women and a lot of weak men. Yeah. And that's why people go and they want to commit suicide or people they want to leave Islam or because we have left it, we're just soft. That's we're true. very soft and we're everybody wants to pander to somebody else like we mentioned the past khutbah uh, uh, past podcast is you can't be mortally obese and and say I'm a 10. That's just you're just not healthy. Man or woman, mm -hmm. you just you have to realize that that just doesn't look good and that's not healthy either. Yeah, you can't be a ten. You know, it, it, today uh, we go in and we say uh, this is everywhere. You know, and and another disclaimer is when Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, "Qul min Tell the believers to lower, not lower their gaze, mm -hmm. to lower from their gaze, meaning there are some things you are going to see. It doesn't mean that you just stop looking, you put on dark glasses and you don't see anything. You are going to see things. Of course. You know, Al-Abbas radiallahu anhu was with the Prophet sallallahu And some of the ulama use this hadith to prove that the niqab is not the wajib. But that's a different story. <laughs> One of the sahaba radiallahu anhum came to the Prophet sallallahu and he was standing with him and then a beautiful woman came <clears throat> and she was asking the Prophet sallallahu something. And he looked over to her and she was pretty. So he kept on looking. The Prophet ﷺ just took his face and turned it. And he would kept on took it, looking at the woman. First of all, that means she wasn't wearing niqab. No. But this doesn't mean that the niqab was not wajib. This yeah. could mean that she just became Muslim. Could, yeah, the ulama have used this to, to say that the niqab is not wajib. Yeah. And of course, the hadith of her face in the hajj. But anyways, so, but what I'm trying to tell you is to to not look means as to you are conscientious about lowering your gaze and not looking doesn't mean you don't see okay as you're driving right now you walk you drive into any mall from far away this is a mall by my work we went to work three times and you it's just something you notice it's yeah. from far away they have the plus size models in the in the in the on the wall yeah and that's at victoria secret yeah so nobody says that I went there, I'm going, but I wanted to mention this. This is becoming very dangerous. Yeah. But why do these companies do these things? 
because it sells a chi. Yeah, it, it sells a chi. Yeah. And uh, the more we lower these expectations, the more that women and our sisters are going to suffer. That's true. No this is what I w- That's why we're talking about. We're talking about this. So it, when you're 40, you don't say, oh, those mashayikh, they're always there just asking for money at the masjid. They're always yeah. there <laughs> telling us to make wudu. They're always telling us, but point. they never told us about these things. That's a good point. Allah. So I want you guys know. to be very aware. So when Allah says, قُلِ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ يَغُضُّ مِنْ أَبْصَارِهِمْ وَيَحْفَظُوا فُرُوجَهُمْ And then he said, قُلِ الْمُؤْمِنَاتِ يَغْضُضُ مِنْ أَبْصَارِهِنَّ يَحْفَظُنَ فُرُوجَهُنْ So, الْغَضْ مِنَ الْبَصَرِ From the uh, uh, sights and from the, uh, the scene, you will deter or not look at certain things. You just don't walk around blind. So, uh, I wanted to bring that up. So, Prophet ﷺ did not look at him and say, إِنَّ نَظَرْتَ إِلَيْهَ دَخَلْتَ النَّارِ If you looked at her, I'm not giving you guys a, a free pass to look. No, no, no it's no. haram to look. But you always get the first look or you can see things in life. And then you say, When you see something bad, you turn away. You know, just sit and look. But of course, the Prophet was still teaching the Sahaba and so no, forth. Of course, of course. So I wanted to make that disclaimer because women always have this. Well, why do you have to look? Okay, I'll just walk around blind so you can walk around naked. Yeah. These questions... Sisters, you're Muslim. You're Muslim. Yani, uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, هَلْ يَسْتَوِي أَصْحَابُ النَّارِ وَأَصْحَابُ الْجَنَّةِ أَصْحَابُ الْجَنَّةِ هُمُ الْفَائِزُونَ How can there be a, 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 um, a, an equal right or an equal part of Jannah for, the, for those who are righteous? Or is there not a difference between those who are righteous and those who are not righteous? The righteous ones are going to be the dwellers of Jannah. So the dwellers of Jannah cannot say, think, and or look like the dwellers of hellfire. So when you say these things that some other kafir is saying, one of you is wrong. And you just have to think, which one is it? Mm-hmm. Am, is she imitating me or am I imitating her? Mm. Or you could, oh yeah, we all think alike. Why? Because you've both been indoctrinated by the same Ideology. curriculum, same ideologies. You know, so um, having that said, you know, غض البصر, yes, we are to غض البصر, men and women both. Of course. But we still are out there. We live our lives. We see a lot of stuff that nothing's a surprise anymore. Subhanallah, nothing's a surprise anymore. So when we say these things, we're saying them so sisters can really understand. When we're telling the brothers to man up, you know, to be a man, be tough, we're coming upon a lot of hard times. Of course. And right yeah. now, once again, the sisters... Ha, you know, and men, both women and, and men get away with everything is because life is so easy. Mm-hmm. Life is so fun. But imagine that all this comfort is gone. Do you know if they shut off the AC for a week, Allahu Alam, what would happen to people? Mm-hmm. Akhi, what would happen to people if you can't have an AC? There's no AC in your house. Mm-hmm. What would you do? We have it so, so easy, easy in yeah. the West that, you know, the women think I don't need a man why we've said this before oh because I can go work and okay okay let's say something happens now what are you gonna do and this and everybody's out there with guns and they're crazy and we're just gonna talk about America but this is everywhere oh. then are you gonna need a man then mm. so we have to I mean be realistic Akhi, we have to think this that right now we, we're teaching you know women how to just kind of go out there and be like men and do your own thing and don't you know but is that really the truth? We're going to find out as we go, inshallah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I think I just wanted to make those just, just a few disclaimers, a yeah. little intro um, and, and, and explain a little bit, you know, and, and you brothers and sisters. I think the last one I need to make is 
these are podcasts, these are, these are not a halaqa. So when we talk about, for instance, the book of Al-Usul Al-Thalatha, when I taught that or when we learned, I think you were there when we were teaching this 15 years ago. <laughs> SubhanAllah, it's been that long. It took us a few weeks to, to teach that book. It's yeah. a smaller book, but it takes a lot of time to You're teach a book. A podcast is to create awareness. Yeah, It's for you to say, oh, SubhanAllah, I didn't know that was true. Exactly. Boom. Then you go find the muhadra that talks about that for two, three hours or two, three weeks, and you learn from it. So for you brothers who are students of knowledge, uh, you know, when, I, for instance, in, I think in the last one about the attire, we didn't say it's of the sunnah to wear white for the men, that the Prophet ﷺ said that al-qamis yani, is the best in white. Yes, absolutely. And I responded to that brother, and I said, Zakallah khir for recapping and so forth. And I have no problem, you, you guys, I am, I'm not a saint, um, I, and I'm not a scholar, I'm a, just a small student of knowledge. I've just been doing this long enough. But uh, if I can put a living with you spin and, um, and just kind of give you an idea of how to navigate in our day-to-day life, I, I would have accomplished a lot. Yeah. And that's my goal. That's what I'm good at. I, I'm living with you. I'm aware of the situations. But if I don't remember every little detail, it's hard when you're <clears> bouncing <throat> back from like 7, 10, 15 different subjects from Arabic to English to questions to remember every detail. So of course, of course, just of course. out of fairness, but I'm just so the brothers who are like students of knowledge or they see certain things or hear certain things, um, yeah. either I said something on the fly that I'm willing to address and change. Of course. And if it was something that I forgot, it's just that Al-Kamalu Lillah Subhanahu No, 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 no. All right. Those disclaimers were very, very important. You haven't gotten the chance to do that after all these episodes. So today was a good day. <laughs> this is going to be the wrap up anyways, inshallah yeah. ta'ala, of all the different episodes. And I think it, it came at the right time, inshallah. Definitely, definitely. So today we're talking about a very important topic, Sheikh. A lot, a lot of questions come from this topic. And one of the actually best uh, podcasts, maybe the top one was the one that we uh, spoke about, kind of the qualities of men and women, sort of. The I first think. one or yeah, second? The first or second one, I can't remember exactly. Mm-hmm. But people, people really liked it because a lot of young people are confused. They don't know what to look for regarding marriage, regarding when is the proper time to actually get married? How yeah. do I find a spouse? A yeah. lot of sisters, when you speak to them, they're like, Son. there are no good men out there. Oh, of course. And a lot of brothers, they say, you know what? There, there are, are no, no good, good women out there. There are no good women out there. Yeah. So, Sheikh, uh, let's get into this topic. How important and how much time should be dedicated to this topic? And... Um, after that, we'll get to the question of, is it harder or easier to actually find somebody in this era than your generation? Well, it's hard. <laughs> I'll answer that right away. <laughs> so let's say, you know, um, throughout the podcast, we talk about, you know, like, you can't judge me. Or why are you judging me? Or why are you saying certain things? And yeah. There's a hadith that kind of slipped through the cracks that we should have mentioned way back. And I want to kind of intro into it now so yeah. you understand why we are telling you this. Yeah. Even now. as yeah. Why you're still talking about this. Yeah. Because uh, Allah, uh, the Prophet, والسلام, with hadith fi Muslim, يعني, it's not somewhere in, in a lost but, land or in a book yeah. that only five people have on this earth. Yeah. That he said, Man ra'a minkum munkaran falyugayir mm-hmm. bilisanihi aw biyadihi Mm-hmm. This hadith is enough proof. And we talked about the Quran, many ayahs and verses of the Quran yeah. about how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about al-amr bil-ma'roof and nahal munkar. And he, and, um, not, it's not only encouraged, it's actually a an order from yeah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and yeah. his messenger to uh, forbid evil and enjoin good and forbid evil. Yeah. And this, in this hadith, Prophet said, whomsoever from amongst you sees a munkar, sees an evil sin done. 
that he sees it. Yeah. That he is either going to change it with his hand, meaning he has the cap the capability of change or making change. So if you're a ruler, you can either change the laws or punish those people physically. If you're a father, you can teach and um, discipline. Of course, Allah forbid we use the word spank. You can't use that word. Discipline. Mm-hmm. So we'll leave that open for interpretation for all of you who used uh, the big thick belts and th- these use um, the, the what, <laughs> <laughs> whatever it is. Just joke. Just a joke. Yeah, I know. I know. So, discipline. so yeah. those you discipline. So you see this monkar, you are able to make the change. If you're a manager at work, of course, and you are able to make change, you physically. When he says biyadihi, it doesn't mean that you just you take your hand and you punch and everything's yeah, yeah. done with your gun or your hands. No biyadihi, that means it's a physical. Yeah, that you are physically able to make that change. Yeah, that's what that means biyadihi. So. Okay, so imagine you're a manager, you're um, you're a mother. And the Prophet said, "Kulukum ra'in wa kulukum asun al raiyate." All of your shepherds and you all um, uh, are to attend to your responsible to your to your flock and so yeah. forth. Okay, so having that said, is whomsoever says is able to change something physically, yeah. that they are to do it. This the is action. an order from the Prophet mm-hmm. Then he says, "Aw bilisani," meaning if you're not physically capable to make the change, you should speak out against it. You should say something. You should say the truth. And this is very prominent in those who are da'is, those who are mashayikh. Of course, with the parents as well, but still the, even the the parents, I mean, they should physically do the change, you know, mm-hmm. because they are capable of doing so. So, you know, an elderly person, anybody on the street. So, like, I, don't, I'm, I think I'm not sure if it was this podcast or if it was on the member. And I said I was uh, walking in to grab a coffee after Fajr, uh, 5.05 a.m. I think it was on the member two weeks ago. Um, sister's coming out. She had hijab. And I was just, of course, I have to lower my gaze. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I was driving in and subhanAllah, I parked right in front of the door. I thought I'd be the first customer there. Yeah. And as I was parking, I put pushed a button to go and park, and I looked up, and the sister came right out the door. So it was like, boom, right there. Okay? Yeah. I couldn't lower my gaze. Okay. <laughs> so I got out of, the, out of the car, and I said, uh, sister, I just have a quick question for you. And I still had my qamis on and what? Mm-hmm. And, and I said, is this a hijab that pleases Allah? It was 5.05 a.m., and when I tell you guys, you know, don't spend time on your hair. Don't spend time. The women are out there running the world and they're just putting their head in a, you know, whatever. It's a hijab or a bun and they're out there running it. They are. She was already there before me. I was praying for that at the masjid. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, and I'm not talking about salat or anything. She had a hijab on. She's a young, she was the age of my daughter. She's maybe 17, 18, age yeah. of my son. Yeah. Max. So I thought this is a good person I give nasihat to and I'm just going to throw it out there and I'm going to walk away. Yeah. So as soon as I said, sister, is this a hijab that pleases Allah? And, Allah? and I didn't even look at her. I lost my gaze. She looked at me and like I could see her looking at me like in astonishment. Like, oh, what's wrong with my hijab? As she's trying to pull her, cover her bosom. Yeah. She's, my hijab, what's wrong with it? I said, sister, if you want to do some more homework about it, this, just, this is not a hijab that pleases Allah. I, I have a great day. Salam alaikum. I didn't even sit. I didn't debate. Which is Allah khir. She didn't insult me. She was, yeah, she was very welcome. That's good. Mashallah. Yeah, she didn't insult me. But that's, I was, 
in a good manner. And that's why yeah. you, I tell you guys, the podcast, how we do dawah, how we deal with people individually are different. <laughs> totally different. You totally know, so different. once you get in the mimbar is different. Every yeah, platform yeah. is different. Yeah. So this has to have some kind of a, an entertainment value, not entertainment and yeah. singing and dancing, yeah. but it has to be a little bit not boring. That's Hoax, the word yeah, I want to. Yeah. So for you guys who are kind of listening to that and, you know, um, yeah, yeah, you don't see definitely. say that we're out here for entertainment purposes, you know. Yeah. But so... These are the things when I say you should talk about. Of you, when you see something gaib, it's very apparent that it's aib. Of course. Haram. Say hey, something. Just say, Hadha aib, Hadha haram. SubhanAllah. So this is, the whole thing came from don't judge me because people don't know what the sunnah is. They don't know what it means to uh, promote virtue and forbid evil. So it's very important to, to know that. And that's why we're doing that. And then the Prophet ﷺ, he said, then if you're not capable of doing so, whether circumstantially you just can't or physically you can't, Circumstantially, mean I could be driving a car. Of course. And by the time I come around to do, I'm not going to stop my life for doing this, but I'm going to say, yeah. For instance, you see two walking by and they're holding hands. And you can tell that they're not straight, whether men or women. Should you say something? You should. Yeah. You should. You should just say, hey, go get a room. Or that's that nice. Yeah. Even if it's to make them feel uncomfortable, Akhi. Yeah. But right now we don't even say those things. We no, can no. see people doing haram. No, no, no. And we don't even say it's aib or anything. But sad. if a sheikh speaks up or says something, ahi, we cut him to pieces. Yep. We chop him up and we, 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 we just kind of go out and say, look at, I can't believe he said this. Yeah. Well, believe it. He's saying it, you know. <laughs> so the, we, we, when, or physically, you just yeah. can't. You're in a place where you can't. Yeah. You might get into trouble. Yeah. Can't doesn't mean you're going to get a red face, ahi. Yeah, you have to say if it's aib or haram, unless you think there's a threat. So there's no gray air about, oh, I'm just going to say it in my qalb. Because if you see the munkar long enough, yeah. you'll get used to the evil. Yeah. So like we see today a lot of our kids that they don't have a problem with no, they the don't. same gender. Or they might even defend them. SubhanAllah. They don't even see it's a munkar, akhi. Yeah. You see, a lot of the children, they defend. Yeah, they've been in, accustomed. In, in, well, it's just their teacher, yep. the most of them. You know, yep. I wrote a post today. I don't know if you guys are on the Sahbah Tayyibah. And I wrote oh, a yeah, post yeah. about that today. A father, for instance, um, he, his three-year-old child went to see the pediatrician. And the pediatrician asked him, are you a boy or a girl? SubhanAllah. Just right, three-year-old. And the guy said, he's American. And he's it, but it was translated into Arabic as well. This is in California. So I tell you guys, it's very dangerous to be living in California. And then in this state, in New York, a lot of these very liberal states, they're extremely dangerous for your kids. As mm -hmm. I, no as I go through it. this, I'm going to talk more and more about this transgenderism. It's taken over. Yeah, it's I mean, very, you very thought dangerous. the whole same gender stuff and it's the health of the up. community. Was, this is, no, no, this is very dangerous because now they can take your kids away. What happens is at an early age, pediatrician starts asking these questions. SubhanAllah. They're the recruiters. That's why a lot of the pediatricians you're going to start seeing them now. They are of that, of um, yep. they're transgender yep. or they're pro alphabet community. Okay, of course. Um, you're, it's rare that you're going to find. So a lot of the psychiatrists, psychologists, um, they're feminism, they're feminists. Um, they're pushing for that. So that's why if a Muslim goes to a therapist who is a non-Muslim, 
even if they're Muslim, but non-Muslim for sure, they're not going to get the right advice ever. No, no way. I'm it's not. all going to be heathen advice. There's no godly advice. That's yeah. why I always tell you, come to us. Let us do it in an Islamic way. Yeah, subhanAllah. It's going to be a lot pure for your heart because that whole system is made to keep men and women separate and to have all these children out of woodluck running around. And it's it's done for Voltsachi, it's done for uh, consumerism, it's done for a lot of things. I told you guys it's going to be a very long podcast. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff tonight, inshallah mm-hmm. ta'ala. A lot of stuff we're going to talk about. Go get your popcorn, get your chips, get ready, inshallah ta'ala. Of course, it has to all be halal. If you look at these women right now, that, you know, that like I said, uh, I'm sorry, these uh, doctors, these pediatricians, yeah. these physicians, yeah. these therapists. Yeah. The easiest thing to become is a therapist. <laughs> it's a, one of the least paying jobs, Akhi. Yeah. They're pro, they push for it a lot right now. Yeah, they And are. 90% of them are women that are doing therapy. Of course. Which is very dangerous in itself. Very dangerous. Okay. Cause, and 80% of them are divorced. Of course. These are all statistics. You can look them at like 79%, 78% of all therapists are divorced. They're single women or divorced, uh, divorced women, I should say, or single parents. Mm. So you're not going to get good advice there. Yeah. So have, coming back to this, the doctor, they start writing in the chart. They'll ask you every time you visit. Right now they're planting the seed to the child to say I'm a girl or boy, so whatever the, uh, opposite, the opposite, opposite gender would be. Once the child puts that, once a child makes that claim for even just for fun, just because they're curious, kids have no idea, you know, they still believe in Santa Claus. And they write that in the chart at the age of seven, eight years old, because right now they're doing a lot of these transformations. They start with hormone blockers at the age of seven and eight. And it's because of the pediatricians are giving it to them. And these hormone blockers for men especially, were hormones they were given to sex offenders so they can no longer have the urge to have relationships. This Mm. is the same ones. Mm -mm -mm. And there's a very good podcast that you guys should go listen to. Um, I'm sorry. There's a good documentary that you all should watch. There's not, it's not a, it's not a clean documentary. I've seen a lot of bits and pieces. I've not watched the whole thing, but I've watched enough. To get a glimpse. Not, not from the podcast, but from the documentary. I've watched enough um, people giving comments about it for the past two, three weeks that I every day I get in about a half an hour of comments. I just want to see every what people are saying. You have to subscribe to, uh, I think, The Wire or something like this. It's it's a very, it's called What's a Woman? What's a Woman, yeah. What is a woman? I think it's, I've just told you guys about no, no, this. No, no, no. It's taken. It. It's, no, taken. No, yeah, it's taking so, the country by storm. Yeah. It's but like, I want people to understand that I'm not promoting because there's a lot of nudity. There's a lot of crazy a lot of stuff that's there. in there. Yeah. Um, so alhamdulillah. But be be mindful. It's even worth listening to. I mean, you can listen to be it, mature yeah. and listen to it at least. Yeah. And that's what I'm trying to do. There's a lot of good information. You're going to start realizing what I'm talking about. Okay. Um, he interviews therapists, he interviews congressmen, he interviews all this. Matt Walsh is the guy who did this um, a documentary, okay? Yeah. He's a conservative guy. If you go on YouTube and kind of listen to a lot of the stuff he did, for those of you who maybe have seen Dr. Phil, he was on Dr. Phil and stuff like this. Yeah, I saw this in his video, podcast yeah. And, yeah. and so forth, okay? I don't watch Dr. Phil and then this garbage. <laughs> but he was on, they bought a clip of that. So yeah. I, I try to follow this stuff as much as possible. My, I put on my kufi because my hair would not sit sit down. This is crazy information. Oh, For the past two weeks that I've been here in Minnesota and I've had time to go through this, 
It's been crazy. It's unbelievable, Echi. I did not know it's this bad. I know what's going on. I did not know it's this bad. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about this. Yeah. It's unbelievable. At the age of seven or eight, if your child identifies as the opposite gender, you as a parent have no right to tell him you can't do it. You have absolutely no right. The, the state will take him away from you. And I, we've talked about this before. Your children are not your children. They are the children of the state. The children are not your children. They're the children of the state. That's what the state believes. I'm not saying, I'm not saying this is a fact. This is a fact in the eyes of the state. SubhanAllah. Absolutely, Akhi. So, because you're the citizen that's going to grow up and pay for Social Security. We, they need to indoctrinate you. They need to, ha you're going to be a voter. Yes. Okay? You're going to be a good little machinist. You're going to go work for a company and be, and, and, and be a good employee. So, and who pushes policy in this country? Companies. Corporate America pushes yep. policy. Yep. They pay, pay for it. Every bill has earmarks on it. Yep. For those of you who are somewhat, you know, politically understanding what an earmark is, that they want a certain ideology to be pushed or to be okayed or to be given or to be loosened up, whatever it is. And it's step by step. They don't stop. They don't stop. The more that men and women are not together, they're living separately. The twice the much, uh, spend twice as much on grocery, twice as much on everything. Achi. Two cars instead of more gasoline spent. It's perpetual. It's an economic now, kind it, of a of movement. Of course, Achi, and look, it's by the millions. It's not just, if it was 10,000 people, you could never see the difference. But if you have 300 million, Achi, it's yeah. not a joke. It's not a joke. It's not a joke. So these, you know, this whole transgender stuff is extremely, extremely extremely dangerous i could not emphasize enough and i want you guys to wallahi understand that you sisters if you're not thinking right now to stop your job and take care of your kids i know as a single mother it's a different story you're going to see most of this is going to is going to flourish into our kids and we're going to see them in this whole transgender thing it's pushed it's the new trend, it's the cool thing to do. Yes, yes. It's becoming, it's just like, it's unbelievable what people are doing. As you start to read up upon, it's extremely dangerous. So like Christians right now, they only homeschool their kids if they can't take them to a Catholic school or whatever yeah. Their, yeah. Their, their private school is. If you can't put your kids in Islamic school, you have to do homeschool. As a single mother, I don't know how you're going to do it. I, I don't have solutions. Yeah. I This is hitting me so hard by a storm that I don't have any solutions right now. Yeah, it's tough. You know, I could I could say this disclaimer, and I know somebody is going to come up and just, I can only say if the sister really wants that she should be a second or third or fourth wife to somebody who's a real man, that we're going to talk about who the real men are, the real women are. And I'm, that might sound crazy. Yeah. But if you want to save your kids, if you find somebody that can help you raise the kids and you don't keep them in public schools, I don't care what you're doing. Be very mindful. Um, I'm going to send you guys, since I'm on this, to uh, Jordan Peterson was on, I'm trying to find, where did I write this place? On the Chris Williamson channel. Chris Williamson channel. And put in there... Um, more than 50% of women are childless at 30. It's a clip of about 10 minutes. Um, I was watching this and, and, and Jordan Peterson talks about how um, 
I, I brought this idea up for a reason now, subhanAllah. How 50% of these, of, of the women yeah, uh, under 30, spending with their time with their kids, they're not yeah. spending time with their kids. And they're, oh no, this is what he mentions in there. That That's important. He said, the education of the woman dictates how educated, how smart, how good the kids will be. He said, it doesn't matter if the man has triple PhD or the education of the husband or the man. Yeah. Is, has nothing to do with the with the educational status of of the woman. Yeah. So, and remember, and I know there's a comment on there from months and months, and I want to respond, but I need a huge response. So now this is the right time. When I talked about, I want you to have a bachelor's degree. I want you to understand, if you're sitting on your bum and you're lazy and you don't want to get an education. And you should go get an education. Yeah, of course. It's not about the money. A lot of times you can get a bachelor's degree a degree for almost for free. Yeah. You can take night classes. It's the educational part I want. It's not the paper. That's true. And I made it very clear that the business I'm in and the work I've done for the past 25 years had nothing to do with my education. Nothing. Okay, so I want you guys to understand when I said I want you to get a bachelor's degree, you're going to be forced to read, you're going to be forced to write papers, and this is going to make you more eloquent in your speech. Yeah. And I guarantee you, when any job that you go to, unless it's just laborious job, if you have a bachelor's degree, you're going to have a lot better chance of getting that job than the guy who doesn't or the yeah, gal who doesn't. No doubt about it. And it's free. So don't give me the nonsense. I know a lot of people out there in America are saying you don't need an education to be rich. We're not talking about being rich. I'm talking about you being eloquent, talking about you to be well-read, talking about you knowing how to write an essay so you can help your children, so you can read a book properly to your children. After high school, if you don't read and you're not reading up and you're not eating stuff up, books, you're going to forget how to read. Of course. So this is why I tell you guys to get a, a, a bachelor's. You know, I know I had a couple of people, oh, Sheikh, we don't agree with you about the whole bachelor. Or this is bonkers or this, you know, I think somebody's from the UK because they, they said Botox or bollocks or whatever, bollocks, I believe, which is nonsense. Actually, I've been wanting to bring this up, not just respond this person, because if I wanted to respond, I would have responded eight months ago and they wrote it. But now that I'm, I'm, I'm reading this stuff here, I'm remembering that this is important for you to understand why I said you need to have a bachelor's degree. And if a sister has time and she's not married, go get a master's degree, not to get a job, not to get a job. It's not about the job. It's not about the money. It's about being eloquent. It's about being well-spoken. This is what you know how to read. You know how to write. You know how to write your congressman. If you have an objection, you know how to write the president. Don't tell me a high school student sitting there and they know how to write to their congressperson. It's impossible, Akhi. So this is why I'm telling you guys this stuff. It's not to get a better job. Although it's statistically proven that people with a bachelor's degree will get a higher pay than those who have high school. I understand if you're going to say, well, I'm a man and I'm, I'm a good plumber. I'm a good electrician. I can make more than a teacher who's making 15. Yes, yes. Go get a bachelor's degree and do your trade. But if you can't, if you're just somebody that just can't absorb education or school don't go that's okay we need no. those people to do certain things it's not about how much money you'll make 
But if you're just because you're lazy or you think, oh, it costs a lot of money or somebody told you, oh, you can become a millionaire. Look at most of the millionaires dropped out after um, two years of, of college, most of them. Yeah. Yeah. But those millionaires were geniuses. Most mm-hmm. of them that fell out of co- dropped out of college, they, they were very smart people. They're not yeah. the norm. Yeah, they're not. And norm. not everybody who dropped out is a millionaire. You know, and most millionaires, if they don't have an education, I don't want you to get the education, Achi, to make money with it. No, no, no. Although it will give you open doors, give you a better opportunity. Even in our community, if you want to, I want to emphasize on this, very important that a lot of people now are taking this up. Oh, you don't need a bachelor's degree or you need a college degree. Of course you do. Just to be alive right now, you need to have a bachelor's degree. (laughs) Achi, the technology is moving so fast. Yeah. You're going to be left behind. Yeah. You're going to be left behind if you don't have a bachelor's degree. And you should, why not go to college, get a bachelor's degree, and in the interim, take Arabic as classes or take Spanish as a second language and learn something. German, whatever language you feel like, learn learn something. Yeah. Achie, it's almost free, especially in this state, in, in Minnesota and a lot of the liberal states. Achie, especially women, go to school for free. Yeah. Go to school. So that's when I was talking about the bachelor's degree, you know? It's not bonkers or bollocks or whatever it is the word he used or nonsense, Achi. I know what I'm talking about. It's You can tell when you're talking to somebody that can read. Because if you're not... It, we were, in business, we were taught that if you got a bachelor's degree, it doesn't mean that you're smart or capable. It only proves that you can finish a task. Mm. That means you're a good person to put on this project. Yeah. Because you finish school, you'll be able to finish this project. Yeah, exactly. See, the correlation is not for you to be, it's not going to show you're smart. Akhi, when you write, subhanAllah, and I tell people this, I, when I went to Al-Azhar, it was way after I got educated in Islamic University. I went to Al-Azhar when I was 37 or 38 years old. I had to get the high school diploma in Egypt in Arabic. Then I went to, so I went to, I did all the tests to get the high school. Mm-hmm. Then I did the high school, the finals for the high school. Mm-hmm. So I did it in six years. Mm-hmm. Then I got the bachelor's. I did it just for fun, Akhi. Well, I did it for fun. Yeah. And I don't see it. But how much did I learn? Of course, I thought I already knew so much. I was already teaching al I was already teaching Salat Salat Nabi Muhammad. I already taught all of those books before I went to Al-Azhar. Yeah. You know? So when I went there, though, I learned a lot of the opposite views that I don't believe in, for instance. Of course. Okay. And I've learned a lot. I've done over a hundred tests, Sahi, right and straight for two, three hours. I would have never done that if I didn't. If you didn't do that. If I didn't go to that, uh, get that degree, an extra degree. I would have never done that. Sure, so when true. you're going to, that's why I tell you this. I tell you so you guys understand. And I know I take some time on this. It's very, very important. Wallahi, if you don't get, if somebody talks to me and they say, I don't have my bachelor's, Akhi, I'm not going to look down on them, but I'm going to say, why? First thing that's going to come in my head. Why? Why? Why didn't, why didn't this person get a degree? I'm yeah. talking to you folks that have a chance. Listen to me carefully. If you have a chance and you can do it. And if you can go back to school right now, go do it. You can be done online, Akhi. You can take, you get your bachelor's in 10 years. Yeah. In 10 years, you'll be a better pe- person. You've read more books. You've written more essays. You'll be smarter than you were 10 years ago, for sure. But if you don't go to school, you're going backwards. Yeah. You know, a lot of this stuff, terminologies, things, you know, like I was I was raised in a Muslim country. All of my schooling was in Arabic and in English, uh, in Arabic and in French. I had to read tons, hundreds of books when I got here just to get my vocabulary up. 
Yeah, of course. The words a lot of times are similar, and that's what I tell you guys words kind of intertwine in my head. Yeah. Because my basic, you know, teaching and all of my vocabulary was in Arabic and in French. French. Wow. That's so for me, I when I tell you I've read hundreds of books, hundreds of books in the past 10 years, 20 years, it's not a joke, Achi. Yeah, that's not <clears> a joke, yeah. And you still, it's hard to build that vocabulary at a, a later age versus yeah. when you were younger. Of course. So that's why reading is so important for your kids. But you won't know this, like Jordan Peterson was talking about in this clip that I, I told you about, that Jordan Peterson is talking about how it, if the mother is educated, the kids will be educated. She's going to sit. She's going to teach them how to read. Because a lot of times if you have high school, you get to fifth and sixth grade, you don't understand the homework anymore. You mm. can't help your kids with the homework anymore. No. You just can't. Yeah. If you have high school education. So if you have a bachelor's, yeah, you might be able to get up to so, high school with yeah, the kids. That's true. So we, l this is what the, we want the sisters to do. I don't want you to get your high heels on and your makeup and go tuk tuk to, 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 to the University of Minnesota. No, do it online. Don't move a lot out of your life, but just take time to do it. It's true. You know, so having that said, I want really, if we get anything out of this podcast, this first five, 45 minutes, mashallah, I think, are very, very beneficial. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, أَنفُسِكُمْ أَزْوَاجًا لِتَسْكُنُوا إِلَيْهَا وَجَعَلَ بَيْنَكُمْ مَوَدَّةً وَرَحْمًا Listen up, sisters. I hope you've had your little popcorn. You're, you're, you're awake. Um, you're going to love the rest of this podcast. So listen up, inshallah. And, and brothers, of course. But the brothers, they're always like, they're always with us. There was an agreement, mashallah, most of them, all right? We're, we're trying to hit the, hit the sisters to kind of really get, grasp what the ideology is and what we're trying to get across. Um, so we're not sounding, oh, misogyn misogynistic or, or you know, hating women or uh, and the hypergamy. Uh, I mean, the uh, what is it? Um, the um, toxic masculinity and so forth, okay? Hypergamy is a different thing, see? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and from his signs, from his ayahs and miracles, and mm khalaqa -hmm. lakum, that he've created from within you, your mates. Mm. Men come from women and women come from men. Ba'dukum min ba'd. Okay? Two people pair, they have boys and girls. Sah? Azwajan, to do what? Litaskunu ilayha is to live in harmony with each other. SubhanAllah. Not to go live each other in an apartment. No. In Arabic, doesn't a second huna is tranquility and harmony. For you to be together, that's why we call al second. That's where you have tranquility. You go there to rest. Okay? So this is important, okay? So, لِتَسْكُنُوا إِلَيْهَا وَجَعَلَ بَيْنَكُمْ مَوَدَّ وَرَحْمَةً And the ulama said here is, الرجل, the man, if he doesn't love you, a good man, if he doesn't love you, he will not abuse you or mistreat you. SubhanAllah. In أَحَبَّهَا أَكْرَمَهَا If he loves her, he will be abundantly generous yeah. and caring and loving. Yeah. If he's not, he will not transgress upon her. SubhanAllah. And why the ulama say this? Because yes, people get married before they fall in love. Okay? And even we, we've talked this before and you can read this and read about it. You never know the person truly until you marry them. It's true. Okay? So the real person that you've married 
or you're going to marry, you won't know him until, or know her, them, him or her, until you physically are after that one month, the honeymoon period, then you start to realize things. Yeah. Okay. So that's what the ulama are really talking about, that they skip that whole, you know, date and scene and it, it, it's not, it's not proper anyway. It's not, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's haram. So, and then, that there is a tranquility and there is a love between these two spouses that Allah created them to love each other. Mm, and it's not hard to love one another if you guys have the commonality that's going to take you to Jannah. What's that? Al-Kitab If we agree about this, we can agree about anything and Allah will transform the hearts for these people. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when He created Adam, what did He create? He created His spouse, Hawa, our mother. Right? Not, not. From his rib to do what? Mm-hmm. So she can be under his protection, under his wing. Allah could have just created Hawa without Adam, without her coming out of Adam. But Allah has shown the woman that you came from Adam for a reason. SubhanAllah. Don't disrespect him. SubhanAllah. Don't harm him. Don't be disloyal to him. These are all traits that if women did, their husbands would love them forcefully. Mm. But you couldn't tell a man not to love a loyal woman. You can't. Yeah. And we've seen him even in a lot of the kuffar. Sometimes the the husband abuses or the the boyfriend abuses her, and then they go to the hospital and they say, "No, no, I fell down the stairs." Yeah. Huh? Sah. We hear this a lot. We're not seeing. We're not saying abusing is haram. I'm just talking about in kuffar land. You know, we didn't use that word for a long time. Kuffar land. Um, <laughs> So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Then he, he, he's created And he made I should say Made it um, Made a mawadda A closeness A harmony A uh, a loving bond A respectful bond And A peace Between you What do say? Surely these are signs For people who reflect and think SubhanAllah That's all we're telling you sister Reflect and think. Reflect and think. Everybody, every sister here listening to me wants to have a loving husband. Sahal mm, Of course. No. Okay. That husband has to be a godly person, otherwise Allah will not bless that union. Sah. Okay? So we're gonna talk about that as we talk about husbands. So the the whole marriage is made for us to be together in a loving manner. We're we're, marriage should not be about fighting, Akhi. We don't have time to fight. Brothers and sisters, listen to me. We don't have time to fight. Al-kufr yanzil alayna min kulli makan. Al-kufr wal-fisq wal-mujun. Everything that's evil is jumping on us from every single direction. And what we're doing, instead of us putting our backs against each other and fighting the fight together, we're looking at each other, fighting with each other, and our backs are exposed to the evil that's out there. Mm. Listen to me very, very well. If you want to have a chance at going to Jannah, dear brothers and sisters, that you'll find a way to raise your children properly for the sake of Allah and stop the nonsensical arguments mm. and the childish strife that men and women have today over trivial things. They are trivial. You might think they're big because you've been indoctrinated. They are not big. They're trivial. They're trivial and they a lot of them are rooted in Islam. But you're against them because you've been indoctrinated. You're against them because you've been westernized. You're against them because you think 
certain things are right and they are not right. This is why there's this big strife and there's this, this big disconnect between the men and women because both have been indoctrinated. Of course. Both of them. Okay? So, what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say? In the ayah, الرِّجَالُ قَوْمُونَ عَلَى النِّسَاءِ We discussed this and at the end he says, فَالصَّالِحَاتُ قَانِتَاتٌ حَافِظَاتٌ لِلْغَيْبِ بِمَا حَافِظَ اللَّهِ So now we're starting to talk, I wanted to, to talk about marriage and so forth. And as we go, we're going to discuss more about how we can get closer to each other, closer to one another, how we can get out of this whole argumentative stage that we are in, most of us are in. It's a childish state, it's an ignorant state, and it's a state that pleases Allah. And most importantly, if two adults are always fighting and they're not in harmony, they're going to raise children that will ruin their lives mm. and they will ruin the lives of their children. SubhanAllah. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, فَالصَّالِحَاتُ قَانِتَاتٌ Who are al-mar'atu salihah? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Al-Qanitat are those who are worshiping Allah and those who are obedient to Allah. Mm. Who are who, One of the definitions is Al-Qanitat, that they worship Allah, they are obedient. Mm. A lot of women today worship Allah. But they're not obedient. Mm -hmm. There's a difference. Of course. Mm -hmm. You worship Allah, you pray, right? Yeah. Or you do ghibah. You pray, you do namima. You pray and you hate ta'addud. You mm -hmm. pray and you um, you want to have uh, something that doesn't belong to you or you eat haram and you don't encourage your husband to eat halal. All of these. Yeah, you have to salli here. Mm. As, as the jara that the Prophet ﷺ said, uh, they were asking the Prophet ﷺ, said, هذه تقوم الليل وتصوم رمضان وتؤذي جيرانها قال هي في النار. Okay, so this woman, she is worshiping Allah, but she does, she's not obedient to Allah. Mm. Okay, we're all disobedient. Don't get me wrong. We're all sinners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, I'm talking about the nature. The There's nature. a difference between have, being sinful and having a sinful and yeah. rebellious nature. The rebellious nature is extremely dangerous. Mm. Why? You always, you're always you going to only worship Allah if it pleases you. Now, who are you worshiping? Your nafs. You're not worshiping Allah. SubhanAllah. So the worship is, is a physical is a physical realm. Okay, we're going to get a little bit philosophical today. So it's a physical realm, meaning ah, I do my salat. Oh, I wear my hijab. I wear my niqab. How many brothers? This is, well, this is why this is dangerous. I've had more than one brother that was married to a sister who was a niqabiyah, for instance. Or before they got married, she before they get started, oh, your beard has to be this long. Oh, your kameez is this. She becomes a sheikha, okay? But it, she's argumentative. She's argumentative. This is not all niqabiyas. Don't get me wrong. No, not but everybody I've heard that. on the other contrary, brothers who are looking for niqabiyah than the married sister who doesn't does wear hijab. A lot easier to get with, get, get along with. Mm. She, wa she wants to wear hijab. Mm. She's not a sheikh in the house. Mm. And sisters, if you are a student of knowledge and you have a lot of knowledge, don't marry somebody beneath you. You're going to kill yourself and you're going to kill the person that's beneath you. Mm. And if you have too much education, then... I don't know what to tell you, to be honest with you, okay? Because sometimes <laughs> having too much, if you have too much education, 
I know it's hard. So you have to have somebody that's on your level or above. No, it's, there's a hypergamy. Women always want to marry up. Of course. Always. Kofar land, non-land, that's a nature in women. They want to marry up. That's how they feel that they're, they can submit to the man. Yeah, of course. And that's why the whole marriages that are flipped upside down, a lot of times the man is just on a leash and he's not, she's not submissive to him because mm-hmm. she doesn't see the hypergamy. Mm-hmm. And a lot of women too, why do the divorces happen a lot, is they start out, she starts out at a job, then she starts making more money than him. Oh, I fell out of love. Of course you're going to fall out of love. But the man, we, our men don't know this. So there, and, and you have to have women love hypergamy, no matter what they say, no matter what they do. They love hypergamy. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Those who worship Allah and are obedient. obedient. They don't have buts. Why did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say in the Quran, Don't ask about things. If they become apparent to you, they will harm you. They'll put you in a hardship. So that's why you don't ask too many questions. It doesn't mean don't ask questions, but don't overly, like you want to know every little detail. Then you become annoying, akhi, and then you know the truth, then you can't do it. You know, so little by little, you ask these things. A lot of things you'll figure out as you go, but the intention, uh, you know, mm. you guys want to keep on asking your prophet like Musa was asked before. Mm. And then, they couldn't when Allah they asked Allah and then they couldn't fulfill what Allah answered. But if they didn't ask, maybe they would have they would have never gotten the hukum. Subhanallah. So and this doesn't mean you know a lot of people say well if I put my hand in the sand I don't want to listen to Muhadar because he's going to say something that will be held against me. No, this information you need to know. This is what's known in the deen by necessity. You need to know. You're going to be asked about this whether you know it or not. So this is why we want to clarify. That's why we feel the obligation of clarification. Of course. So it's important to be worshiping and obedient. And obedience is say, Wallahi, if Allah did it, there must be khair in it, whether I see it or not. You know, like today, you talk to people, al-hudud, they have a problem with it. That's why I said at the beginning, write down 20 things that you have a, you want us to reform. Yeah. Write it down. If you write down these 20 things, I'm going to come back and say, who are you to reform Islam? Mm. But I want you to see what you wrote down. You'll see that you have a problem with cutting off the hand for the thief. You're going to have a problem with slavery. You're going to have a problem with uh, hijab or women not working. You're going to have a problem with ta'addud. You're going to have a problem with um, kufr for, for certain people. You're going to have, oh, for those who don't pray, are they kufar? You're going to have so many problems. Not You might not have all of them. Now, if you yeah, have yeah, all of, of them, that's a... Re- Achhi, not even the kuffar have all of them but some of us do <laughs> <laughs> but if you have these issues you have to ask yourself why do I have these issues yeah okay uh, uh, why do we expiate why do we have hudud for the zani and the zaniya yeah. right yeah. if you have these problems you want to reform them it's either you're a zani you're not more merciful than Allah and do not have mercy upon them in the deen of Allah. Allah already knew some people are going to come out and they're going to outcry and they're going to say they were just fornicating. Wallahi, just fornicating. It's the second worst sin after shirk. A zina. It's dangerous. Zina is the second worst sin after shirk. Shirk is number one. And Zina is number two. Mm. So it's it's very dangerous, Akhi. Mm. You know? So we have to have Ibadah 
worship and obedience. Yeah. This doesn't mean you're not going to sin or you're perfect or I'm perfect. No, 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 no. But I have to full-heartedly believe that's in the Quran. If somebody asks me, I don't have any ifs or buts. Ikhwani, if we all go back and stay in the desert where we came from back home, it's pure for our hearts than us to die in this country with all these ifs and buts. Because mm. this will only have 30 years, 40, 50, whatever life expectancy like we're talking today. MashaAllah, the kuffar, they're living 100, 110. I'm like all of us, 60, 65, 80, max, and then we're all gone. And and one of the brothers said, yeah, this, they're carefree, akhi. They kick their kids out at 18. They don't worry about them. It's just all their, It's all about their pleasures, about having fun. And of course, and the Muslims, they worry about everybody and they worry about everything and they're <laughs> going to die worrying and they have stress in their lives. But these are all asbab. The Prophet said, Ummati ma bayna sittin sabayn. Most of the majority of my ummah is going to be between the 60s and the 70s. Sah. So if you start getting into your 70s, you're you're in the like time out period or whatever that uh, extra time or whatever they call that um, at the end, that they add, that they add to the end of the, the game. Mm-hmm. That uh, overtime. That overtime. You're yeah. in overtime. After <laughs> 70, you're in overtime. So if you have issues at 70, you better get your act together. <laughs> you better get your act together right yeah. away because any day is your day. It can be anyone. It can be anyone, anyone of us. Of us. But if you're in 70, of course, you're closer to the grave. And that's why we of said course. you shouldn't be celebrating your birthday, especially when you're older, because you're just getting closer to the grave. Yeah. There's nothing to be celebrating. You should be crying in a corner about all the sins that you've done, you know, and all of us, of course, we should do that. But as we get closer in age, we should get more mature and more realization that it's happening. Of and it's course. coming really quick. Yeah. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, حَافِظَةُ لِلْغَيْبِ هُنَا قَالْ uh, the first one is that they worship and they are obedient towards Allah. And the second portion is that they are obedient to their husbands and that they protect their honor when their husbands are not there. SubhanAllah. My wife is an independent human being. She's not my slave. I'm not her slave. My wife can do whatever she wants when I'm gone if she wants to. As I could do whatever I want when she's not there. Of course. I'm not the raqib. Yeah. I'm not the one who watches over my wife. Impossible, Even yeah. if I know certain things about my wife or in a respectful way, she lets me know she's going out grocery shopping or she's going to take the kids to the park or whatever it is. Out of respect, she does that. Jazakallahu khayran. That's respect. Yeah. Yes. And that's obedience. Yes. And will she get rewarded for it? Yes. So if a woman is is living her life in a decent manner, she shouldn't have a problem letting her husband see what's on her phone. Yeah. She shouldn't have a problem having her husband see where she's going and who she's befriending. At the end of the day, your husband wants what's best for you. A lot of us are, well, that's control. I'm independent. Independent, don't get married. If you want to be in- independent is something <laughs> and being married is something else. It doesn't work. It's like you working at a company. And we talked about this last time. When you go to corporate America, you're going to work at a company. They tell you or give you a certain set of rules to abide by. You don't speak out and cry and say you're independent. They won't allow your tattoos. They won't allow your hairdo. They won't allow your dress. You know, like today at the crackdown and somebody say, hey, I can't, you can't dress like that now here. Yeah. You know, I just don't allow it. So... This is the same thing. So you're not independent. If you get married, you have to understand that you are committed now to a relationship. You're committed to a spouse who is your boss, like we said, a spouse who is your leader. Mm. But you have to let him lead. Don't oppose him all the time. Don't fight with him all the time. 
in having that said, Allah, uh, not Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when he made the husband or put the husband in a leadership role, it doesn't mean that the husband is smarter yeah. or is closer to Allah. No. No, it's just a responsibility. Yeah. Just like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave the woman the responsibility to bear children. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given privileges to one over the other and vice versa. Women have the emotional stances high. Men have the logical stances high. Mm. That's why every woman needs a man in her life to regulate her emotions. Mm. Not because she can't. Yeah, because she can't. Yeah. She just can't. And look at the kids. Wallahi, akhi, you know, these, these videos, and this is Kufar talking about this, you know, psychiatrists, psychologists, like me, children who grow up without a father in the house, they are distraught. Yeah. They're distraught children. There's, they're chaotic. They're not organized. They don't, um, uh, they have a problem with authority. Mm. That's why a lot of them want to do crazy things. Because the mother doesn't know how to regulate that. The mother's mm. very emotional. She cracks under pressure. Oh, and of course, if she's a single mother, what is she doing, Akhi? She's working. Yeah, very tough. Very tough, yeah. Okay. Uh, so having that said, there's a book. I, I wrote it down in here. For, I, I, know the I know the name of the book, which is called Love and Respect. But it's by Dr. Emerson uh, Egerichs, I believe. E-G-G-E-R-I-C-H-S. As soon as you go on there and say love and respect, you'll see it's uh, Dr. Emerson. That's how I, but the last name, I'm not sure how you pronounce it. It's called Love and Respect. If you get that book and read it, it talks about how women crave love and men crave respect and or need respect. Okay. So this is when I told you if the woman, for instance, one of the things for you uh, men who are going to marry women, inshallah ta'ala, and for you women who want to marry men, uh, notice this in yourself. Every person that comes out and you ask them, hey, what, what's, what are some of the things that are important to you? Respect. Mm. Any woman that says this is in her masculine. Right away. Mm. Any, any woman that says, I have respect, I need respect, she's in her masculine. Mm. Before it used to a, be, I need um, love. That's a man's characteristic, Akhi. Interesting. That's a man's characteristic. It, that's on the bottom of the, of, the, of the pole for women. Respect. Yeah. yeah. She's looking for love, affection, yeah. um, containment, or in Arabic. That's what a woman should be looking for when she's, I want somebody that can treat me well. I want somebody that can love me. Somebody can, then she says, somebody that can respect me. Yeah. The man says, I need respect. Yeah. That's it. All that other stuff, I don't care about. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, like, women need love 90% of the time. That's why, she, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? Love? Yeah, I love you, love you, love you, love you, you know? Yeah. And the men, they need respect. And that's why it's like, you don't respect me, you don't respect me, you don't respect me. But a lot of times we don't know these dynamics. The women don't know it, because we've been indoctrinated. Yeah. If you have respect on the top of your line, oh, you don't respect me. You are in your masculine. Mm. And more than likely, they lived with parents that the woman didn't respect the husband mm. or vice versa. The mm. husband didn't respect his wife. Because the men have to respect their wives. Course. For sure. We have to respect everybody as human beings. Of course, of course. But it shouldn't be the first thing that you're so concerned about. When you say, write an essay about yourself, I'm looking for somebody to respect me. If that's the first thing you write mm. in your intro, you have a problem. You're in your masculine. Yeah. Run. Run for the hills, like I said. <laughs> but she doesn't know, Tahi. If yeah, she doesn't realize it, you can't fix it. Yeah. SubhanAllah. 
You can't fix it. So when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, and the Prophet sallam, he said another, in, a, in, a, in another hadith, said, الدنيا متاع وخير متاعها الزوجة الصالحة The best things that you will acquire on this earth, in this dunya, is a righteous woman. <laughs> the best thing you'll acquire. Okay, and it's not like buying a car. No, the best thing that you will get in the Prophet is talking to men because the majority of time it's the men who go ask for the woman's hand. It's the man who pays the dowry. Of it's course. the man who's going to build that family with that woman. Yes. It's going to spend on that woman. That's what it means. You're not a lesser of. You don't need me to go to Jannah. But I sure as um, I surely could be the best means for you to get the Jannah as a spouse, as a mm -hmm. husband. You know, it's like the Prophet ﷺ, when he said that the woman, I'll, I'll tell you why I say that. When he said that whomsoever has his parents in his life didn't enter Jannah, he's surely a loser. Mm. If your parents are alive and they're not your means to go to Jannah, you're having a, you have a problem. You missed out. So if you're married and your husband's not your means to Jannah, you're missing out. Big time. So we have to realize these dynamics, Ikhwani. So, you know, so when you say, it's like, oh yeah, he's just going to go buy me. And so what? Yeah, Sidi, he bought you and he put you in the house and he told you what to do. As long as he's not ordering you to do haram. As long as he's not telling you to do evil. As long as not he's, he's not belittling you yeah, neglecting as you, a yeah. woman or a human being. Of course. As long as he loves you and respects you, what else do you want? Because I, I, and you say, I want it all. You can't have it all. Jessica already tried and she felt miserably. A lot of Sheikh, uh, sisters, since we're talking about the sisters and one of the biggest nowadays I hear from what, what I'm dealing with and talking to a lot of young sisters is I need a man that can communicate with me. Mm. About what? Uh, communication is everything for me. Mm. So what do you think of this expectation is that yeah. communication is There's everything for me. There's nothing wrong with being... And why did we say you go get a bachelor's degree so you know how to communicate? Of course. You have to learn, how, even women. Yeah. A lot of women, yeah. they think oh, if you hold her hand and you just start telling her your problems of the day, that's communicating. Yeah. That's not. That's wasting time. And you're not going <laughs> to know that. The problem is these young sisters, they won't know that until they get married. Yeah. And they'll realize that. Because stay home for a week and you'll see how she's going to say, well, I want him to provide. And then if you said I want to have kids, oh, I want him to have kids. She'll start finding more things that she wants. Yeah. She wants a hypergamy. She wants a, a strong man. She wants a strong leader. You know, and when women say these things, I want him to communicate. A lot of times it's just regurgitated. They don't know what, they don't know why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and, and how do women know what they're looking for? Their parents. Yeah. We come back. Daddy's, if daddy's not in the picture... Your guys are going to see so much junk. You're going to see so much, so many problems, Akhi. Yeah. You're going to see a lot of rebellion. Yeah. In your next place to, find, to, to search for hope, dear sister, if you don't have a father in your life, is the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ. Read the Quran and just see what Allah has ordered men to do, women to do, but read it with objectivity. Wallahi, it's not in the sitcoms. Uqsimbi Rabbil Kaab, it's not. The people they put in there, those are not real men. Those are not real women. Those are called kuffar. Yes, subhanAllah. Of course, you're going to say, oh, Muslim men. Those are imitators of the kuffar. You see, we're not going to give takfir. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. They're imitators of the kuffar because the kuffar sitcoms and the 
Muslim sitcoms now, they're identical. They're just in a different language. SubhanAllah, yeah. Muslim comedians are making fun of their mothers just like the kuffar. Muslim <laughs> comedians are making fun of the deen just like the kuffar. Oh, he's a Muslim. And what is he saying? He's saying kufr, akhi. Yeah, subhanAllah. It's very dangerous. Very, so we very have to understand you're not going to learn how to be a woman from the television, not your school. Yeah. Right now, the majority of teachers in school, 90% of teachers are women. It's another problem. So our men, they grow up and our women, they don't know what authority is. Yeah. So they've seen if they're if they were raised by a single mom, then the kindergarten teacher is a woman or they're not straight. That's who's in school right now. Then they're doing this to push the, that. And they're super nice to Mahi. They're so nice to them that you look like you're, you're a devil. Yeah, you look true. like a shaitan when they get home. They're, so they don't listen to you. Yeah. So it's all to propagate and to push. They're recruiting for the alphabet community. That's what they're doing right now. They're recruiting for the alphabet, and now it's the transgen transgenderism. This is a new hot thing. I tell you. I tell you over and over, Akhi. This is what's going on. Okay. Remember when I when I first came up with this alphabet community thing that I told you pretty soon it's going to be an alphabet? Okay. So now they did all the alphabets, and then they added, after the Q, they added what? The plus. Two. A, uh, A, two, plus. A is for ally. So like the congresswoman that's out there sending tweets that's saying, hey, have fun, really? this is Pride Month. That's an ally. That. Yeah, if we need allies. We need people to Push work this. for our cause and people not to hate us. That's, remember I just told you, our children, they are, they're kind of neutral against it or sometimes they fight for those rights. SubhanAllah. For those people. Okay, that's an ally. Two is for the Me Too movement. So those are included now. It's going to be a whole alphabet. Now, the connotation is this long, Akhi. It's really? like eight I'll long. Q, A, A, two plus. Or I think there's A, two, M plus or something like this. Or two plus, whatever. It's one of those. Yeah, that's the latest. This is like uh, the the one they came up with, I think, right around Pride Month. Allah anhum humma Pride Month. Okay? Yeah, if you're, uh, if you're a father, you have one day. If you're a mother, you have Mother's Day, Father's Day, right? Christmas is one day, right? Eid is one day, right? These people get a whole month, Akhi. Mm. But we don't even, people don't think. They don't think that this is pushed. Even now, normal Americans are like, this is going too far. Yeah, yeah. people this are waking up. This is going up. too far, Akhi. Yeah. It's dangerous. It's very, very dangerous. Akhi, if you're not stopping the music and you're not stopping the movies, you're not stopping the sitcoms, and the, your kids are watching all the cartoons now, they have drag queens in them. They have uh, two mommies or two daddies. This is normal. That's pushing the cartoons. You're not even paying attention what your kids are watching. Yeah, very tough. Ahi, I'm telling you. Well, I'm I tell you something, and usually I don't promote anything, or I, I'm not big on this, or um, and, and like on watching or whatever it is. But I finally, everybody's talking about Ortogr. You've heard about this? Yeah, yeah it's I've a heard Turkish. It. Talks about how the whole uh, the, the, the foundation of the Uthmanic or the uh, the Ottoman Empire. Yeah. So the, his son Uthman is the yeah. one who establishes. Yeah. He, they finally have it in Arabic because I'm not watching anything in Turkish. But like for the kids, Ahi, I put this for the kids. Wallahi, they're buying swords. They're like my daughter and son. They're fighting with the sword. Yeah. It's pure Arabic. You don't see anything haram in there. There's no touching. There's no nudity. There's no kissing. Yeah, there's no. And I don't promote stuff like this, 
But if you want to have your kids, if they need some, some kind of, of form, identity, some form of identity and entertainment, yeah. we, we can't right now. We live in an age where you have to have entertainment. Yeah. But to find halal or good or subs, uh, substance worth entertainment is almost impossible. So usually I don't promote these things. But if you're Arab listening to me or you understand Arabic, if you don't understand it, it's not you're not going to enjoy it as much. But for me, I put it, the kids, they listen to it in Arabic just and they're starting to speak pure Arabic and they're fighting on the couch and they're buying these swords and everything. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> that's And they're seeing how the old elderly mother is talking to the to the ki- to the women. Even our sisters could learn a lot. The men can learn a lot from this. I would not promote this if I didn't think this was the next best thing. Yeah. If you ha- and there's like 500 episodes of a half an hour. Yeah. Ahi, you can spend the next five years watching until your kids grow up and then no problem. <laughs> you know, like even to have it in the background to listen for those who want to learn Arabic. It, it's it's on YouTube. It's free. Um, so alhamdulillah, something like this. And I hope nobody's going to come out with some backlash of this. Uh, we're telling you guys, people... If you don't want to watch at all and you 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 want to sit there and you can do it and your kids, good for you. The majority of people are having their kids sit in front of cartoons just for half they an hour so know. they can breathe. Yeah, yeah. And they don't know what's on there. They don't know what's on so there. So if you're going to do that, part. please. And this is like Sheikh Al-Islam, he said, if you find, so you you students of knowledge, you students of knowledge, listen to me. <laughs> because they're the ones who are going to come out and say, oh, you're watching this haram or this is haram. Okay. Listen to me. Sheikh Al-Islam, rahimahullah, he said, if you can move somebody from playing Al-Waraq, If you can take somebody from playing cards to playing chess, this is the next thing, best thing. That's why I told you guys, I think one of the podcasts, I'm not going to talk about if it's halal or haram or whatever it is. We're just talking about the next best thing. The next best thing, yeah. To get out of haram. Definitely, definitely. No doubt about it. So be aware of why I'm saying this so nobody, you know, we just, we don't need the strife. If I'm going to say something that's against the deen, please correct me. But I want you guys to understand we're not speaking from, you know, um, the 1%. I'm serious, Akhi. 99% they listen to music. 99% they they um, they watch things that, that together, family, you know, a'udhu billah. So there's a lot of this. So this 99% is actually listening to us and hearing us as well. Yeah. So we have to give them some kind of a badil. But nah, no doubt and about it. And I really promote this. I was surprised, Akhi. I don't. I never. I don't even have time to watch this stuff. Yeah. But when I walk in, I see my kids watching it. I actually sit with them. It, I don't like to watch cartoons, Akhi. That's yeah. you know, it's boring. But there's nothing else to sit maybe watch yeah, with yeah. your kids. Yeah. And this is it's fun. They can watch for half an hour, Akhi. Yeah. They're saying Allahu Akbar. They're you I know, mean, it's, it's promoting Islam. Islam. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's you know, it's, it's the horses. You're out there. You're hunting the yeah. boys, Akhi. Oh, yeah. Allah, mashallah. I thought. And this is proof that we can actually do something that is Islamic and will be successful. So. It's so successful, Akhi, they put on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they put couldn't on Netflix. Afford it. That's how successful it was. Yeah, I, yeah. Subhanallah. Okay, so having that said, when said the Prophet ﷺ, he said, Tunkahul mar'atu li arba, that the woman is married for four things. Limaliha, uh, lihasabiha, lijamaliha. We've talked about this hadith before that the Mary, uh, the woman is married for four reasons. Uh, the, the one, uh, for her beauty. Then she's married for her money. Then she's married for her hasab or her lineage. Mm-hmm. Okay, or her status. Mm-hmm. Either one of those, depending on the where you live and so forth. And then for her deen, marry the one with deen that you may be successful. 
That's what the Prophet said. Now, if she has all of these, Allahu Akbar. If you find her, <laughs> let me know. Inshallah. <laughs> okay? She might have a sister. Um, <laughs> not in America. I know it's against the law. It's haram. It's everything. But maybe <laughs> maybe if we find a woman that's worthy, we'll, we'll leave this country, inshallah. I, just joking. Just joking. All right. Um, so the next one is. So these are all the characteristics that of people get married a for. righteous woman, okay, mm -hmm. and, and and we're talking more about that, okay. <clears throat> the uh, Ibn Abbas radiAllahu anhu he says, Can I not tell you the thing that you uh, the um the treasure, the best treasure that a woman uh, that a man could have or could uh, attain? Yeah, could attain that he could attain. Yeah. They said what? He said, Al Mar'atu Saliha. A righteous woman is the best thing. And I'm I wanna I'm gonna conclude with this and tell you guys a couple of my thoughts, inshaAllah. Uh, the Prophet he said, Al Mar'atu Saliha, Ida Navara ilayha sarrat. If he looks at her, she's pleasing to the eye. Mm -mm -mm. Not to the eyes. No, 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 no. No S. To the eye. Like they say, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. The beholder. No. So the husband is the beholder. Okay. So if you find certain things that the husband wants, then if you do them, you will get the ajr, of course, for this. And not that. Sisters love attention from men. If you... Akhi, we talked about the women that go out there for hours and hours to beautify themselves and to look good and to wax and to do this and to do their hair and to do their nails and to do makeup. All this is just to get attention from men, Akhi. So, so the sisters, we have to learn how to do these things to please our men. So. And I know in some of the cultures that you guys are going to come, I've, I've heard it all. Yeah. I've <laughs> heard it all. Uh, probably most of it, not to say all, you know, only Allah knows all. But... A lot of the men who say, I don't want to have makeup because in their culture, if she wears makeup or does nails or whatever, um, she's not a pure woman. So a lot of men are indoctrinated or or, or were told even they would never live back home. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mom said, oh, you know, she wears makeup. No good woman. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and, and so forth. And I'm talking about those who come from back home. You know, they're just going to say that this is not a good woman. So. If he doesn't like that, that's fine. Yeah. Less headache for you. Yeah, if he does, then you have to do your part. Yeah. Inshallah ta'ala. Yeah. You know? Um, so, إِذَا نَظَرَ إِلَيْهَا أَسَرَّتْ أَوْ سَرَّتْ No. He's pleasing to the eye, and when he looks at her, he feels like, Alhamdulillah, I've married this woman. No. I'm not regretful. No. Okay? وَإِذَا أَمَرَهَا أَطَعَتْ When he orders her to do something, as long as it's haq, she obeys him. صح. And we talked about this in the first ayah. Uh, okay? uh, تحفظه, تحفظه so then he said, And in a different narration, And then when he's gone, she protects his honor and his money. SubhanAllah. Because before, a lot of times, people just travel. Of course. They leave the money, they leave the children, and then they come back for a year or two. Allahu alam, what happens? Of course. This could still happen today. There's uh, there's circumstances where the man just leaves the money and he goes. She doesn't say, oh, alhamdulillah, give me this money. Let's go. Let's go spend it. Yeah. No. The mar'a salha, akhi, is even when you have money, she's looking out for you. Yeah. Because you don't have to be wasteful. 
No. <clears throat> you don't have to be wasteful. So that's important. And then she protects his honor when he's gone, Akhi. The Prophet as well said, إِذَا صَلَّتِ الْمَرْأَةُ خَمْسَهَا وَصَامَتْ شَهْرَهَا وَأَحْصَنَتْ فَرْجَهَا وَأَطَاعَتْ زَوْجَهَا دَخَلَتْ الْجَنَّةِ مِنْ أَيِّ الْأَبْوَابِ شَاءَتْ Subhanallah. If the woman, she prays her five, means she prays on time. Remember earlier we said, we can keep you in, in the circle of Islam and under the umbrella if, we, if you're praying. It's important, okay? So, إِذَا صَلَتْ الْمَرْأَةُ خَمْسَهَا وَصَامَتْ شَهْرَهَا Then she fasts the month of Ramadan. SubhanAllah. And then what? وَأَطَاعَتْ زَوْجَهَا We said that, right? وَأَحْصَنَتْ فَرْجَهَا Then she protects her chastity. She protects her honor. She protects her husband's honor. Okay? أَحْصَنَتْ فَرْجَهَا وَأَطَاعَتْ بَعْلَهَا أَوْ زَوْجَهَا then she is obedient to her husband. Mm-hmm. Look at the women. This is we've, we've talked about this throughout the podcast. I I think it's good that we reiterate reiterate everything all in, in the same place. So we said if she is obedient to her husband, mm-hmm. that she'll enter the jannah. We mentioned the other ones, and then it says, that she can enter Jannah from any of the doors she chooses, meaning she will enter any any door she chooses. Okay, the men have to do jihad, meaning they have to protect. It's it's mandatory upon us men. Yeah. If the ruler calls us, we have to go. Yeah. So nobody can hear and say jihad and they freak out, just like Putin called all of his soldiers to go into Ukraine. Yeah. Okay. If that leader was Muslim then those people would have to obey him. Otherwise, it's haram for them not to obey him. Okay, yeah. So we understand what this these things, you know, Islam calls it jihad, but we have to understand that this is going on everywhere. everywhere. This is not something that the Muslims do, you know. Yeah. So uh, you hear that word jihad and everybody's running for the hills. Enjoy the popcorn, enjoy the popcorn, you know. <laughs> so the men, it's mandatory upon them to go out jihad. It's not mandatory for women. Yep. It's mandatory for, for men to provide for the families. It's not mandatory for women. Yeah. If a man tells you to work, you tell him, nope, I don't want to work. That's your job. Clear cut. Yeah, I didn't work in my father's house. I'm not going to work now. Yeah. Now, if you have to work, there's always different circumstances. Of course, that's... Somebody comes and says, working is haram. There's a lot of circumstances. We've talked about this. I'm going to mention a little point about working, inshallah ta'ala, as we conclude and flip over to the men, inshallah. Okay? The men, they have to go to Salat al-Jama'ah. Wajib. They have to, mm-hmm. okay? And there's a difference of opinion about this, but they have to go, okay? If they want to get more hasanat, of course, they should go. All right. And then there's so many things that the men have to do that the women don't. But the thing is, is women, they want to leave the obligations that they're supposed to do, and they want to do what men are doing. So women want to go into the military. Why? Because they're kuffar. The ones that are going into the military, you know. Now we have none. We have Muslims that are doing like the kuffar and they're going into the military with hijab. There's just a lot of craziness. Akhi. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he, gi- he did not give you that responsibility, but you want to take it on full-heartedly. And having this point about going to the military. And I think I mentioned this on the podcast about one of the captains that said, you know, I'm only 40% of the weakest man. Mm. The strongest woman is only 40% of the weakest man. Interesting. Okay. Look at today. 
so شوف انظروا يعني look at because people were quiet so long about this transgender stuff about this alphabet community stuff about all uh, oh, fluid identity gender identity and fluidity all this crap people good or i mean muslim or non muslim everybody was was quiet about it اخي right yeah what's going on today in sports you all heard now every day you hear a new story how a man turned into a woman and he dominated in sports destroy, destroy them yeah okay you're going to see in the next 10 years that the majority of these people playing sports are going to be men Of course. The women are all going to be disqualified. They won't even qualify to play the sports. They will yeah. get crushed. Of course. And these are men who are taking hormone blockers because yeah. they have to have a certain hormone level for them to qualify for the sport. Yeah. So they're not any men can come. So you have to be somebody that's been in transition for a number of years or months or nasallahu alafu alafiya ya rabbi nasallahu alafu alafiya. Subhanallah. to protect us. So this is because people are quiet. How did these people become so aggressive in the time of Lut alayhi salam? Subhanallah. Huh? What they say, أَخْرِجُوا أَلَى لُوتٍ مِنْ قَرْيَتِكُمْ إِنَّمْ أُنَاسٌ يَتَطَهَرُونَ Exclude, kick out. Get rid of. Get rid of. Yeah. The what? The, the, the family of Lut, that they are Because people who are pure. They want to be purified or they like purity. Yeah, kick them out. Kick them out. Wallahi, akhi, we're going to start seeing that right now because you're going to see these these uh, flipped gender people. They're going to come up to you and they're going to be very aggressive in your face. In your face. And a lot of you maybe have seen the videos of the guy that, that says, you need to call me ma'am. Yeah. Like six foot five guy walks into a kid in the, in the store and he's like, uh, have a good day, sir. And he gets mad. And the kid, I think, was somebody was filming at the back. Yeah. And the, and the kid's like 16, 17, just a kid, achi. Yeah. And it's an old dude. I was like, <laughs> that's the kind of stuff, if I was there, I don't know what I would do, man. <laughs> Wallahi, you know, it's just, yeah. subhanAllah, yeah. may Allah not put us and test us in these situations. So the kid, I think he was, the kid was being a little bit sarcastic with him and playing with him, talking yeah. to him. And he said, okay, sir, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to call you ma'am. Sir, <laughs> <laughs> so he gets really he he, I'm, he she uh-huh. he had pink and had makeup on. <laughs> he looked like clowns too. Okay, this was you know most of them you know Allah uh, and whatever. So he said, um, so he got really upset and he wanted to beat up the little kid. And he's like, well, give me your corporate of this. But I'm just telling you, okay, we're going to see a lot more of this aggressive stuff if you start saying this is haram. They might even come up to you with a sister that's hijab on or brother and like. They're going to taunt you and say, why are you dressed like this? Because oh, they know that you are a, you're looking at them in the wrong way. That's how they feel. Yeah. When somebody's doing wrong, it's like, why are you, why are you judging me? Yeah. Because they know they're doing something wrong. Of course. You, you think somebody who's going to the masjid, they're saying, why are you judging me? They don't. Because they're already going to the masjid, Akhi. SubhanAllah. But if somebody doesn't pray, that's the one who's always saying, don't, uh, why are you judging me? The one who doesn't wear hijab is the one who say, don't judge me. Yeah. The one who's doing makeup tutorials on, online is the one who say, don't judge me. Yeah. The one who's disciplined to her husband or dis- is divorced uh, five times and has six different kids from five different guys is the one saying, don't judge me. In Islam, we're not saying that is haram, but in the majority is, look at yourself in the mirror. That's probably your problem. Yeah. It's not the five guys you married. It happens once, it happens twice, but if it keeps on happening, it's you're probably the problem. Either you're a very bad chooser, or you're a bad, you're just not a good spouse, you're not spouse material. Be fair. I know I'm going to hurt your feelings. Most of you are young, so you probably don't know nothing about this. But um, 
It's a fact, Achi. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know, so we have to look at ourselves about these things. So coming back to that is it's very important to understand that you're a woman. Allah created you for a certain purpose. Stick within your purpose. You'll be successful. Men, Allah created you for a certain purpose. Stick within your purpose and you'll be successful. So. Now the whole fluidity is like, oh, there's this gray area. I don't know where I'm from, where I'm going, what I'm doing or what am I? Now it's like, what am I? SubhanAllah. You know, like this, this, this documentary of Matt Walsh when he's like, what is a woman? People can't even answer, Akhi, what is a woman? Yeah, yeah they can't. They can't just say, because they're going to get, can they're on camera, they'll get canceled. Can't even, can't even respond to what's a woman, Akhi. SubhanAllah. Wallahi al-Azim. It's craziness. You know, <laughs> my, my wife said, so, you know, uh, she was joking when I, uh, I asked her what is a woman, you know, on a text message. So <laughs> she sent uh, something about the, uh, a woman is a, is, a is a female person who can have children that needs a man in her life because she can't open the jar of pickles. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she was joking. And it's like, okay, alhamdulillah, if you need a man for to open your jar of pickles, then you're, you're on the right, you're on the right <laughs> path. Because <okay>? <laughs> I'm not arm wrestling with my wife. Okay? <laughs> when we go home, we're not going to say, who's stronger, honey, you or I? I mean, <laughs> show me your muscle. <laughs> Women don't need to be strong. Yeah. The Arabs used to say, <laughs> Her strength is in her weakness. Subhanallah. So that's why we said, if you're looking for uh, respect right away, you're in your masculine, you're not in your feminine. Mm. Ever, ever. If you say, I just want somebody that can love me and treat me right and, 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 and that we can grow old together and we can have a good Islamic family together and that we want to raise proper children. These are all purposes of having children, raising the proper children. It shouldn't be respect, Akhi. Or like the woman said, somebody I want to communicate with. Of course, she has 65 degrees and now she has to find somebody that has 66 degrees to communicate with because she has six <laughs> communication degrees. Of course, she's going to have a problem finding a guy who prays on time, who goes to the masjid, who makes 100,000, who's a 6666, you know, six feet, six packs, six figures. Yeah. And can communicate. Allahu Akbar. Yeah. That guy, he's not most mojood. He's not walking around amongst the living. Yeah, no way. Gonna be but hard. she's the one, you know, and all of them want that same man. They're all fighting over. Yeah. A lot of times our standards are not realistic because we don't even know what reality is anymore. We're so disconnected, Akhi. Yeah. We think that men, the, the manly men are like Superman, the ones that they see in the movie. Yeah. Hey, those men don't exist. They don't exist. Soft and strong and articulate and cute and good dresser and can fight the villain. Like every... Ah, that person... It's fantasy. That, that, yes, he's a fantasy. Yeah. So, subhanAllah, the whole, you know, love, respect, that's a good book to read. Understand that the men need respect, women need love. Yeah. Okay? Th that's a basic, okay? So, what does the woman want, Akhi? The pro Allah, uh, the Prophet ﷺ, when he said, she prays her five... She fasts her month. She's obedient to her husband. Fil bil of course, in goodness. In, in goodness, you know. Yeah, in goodness. Okay. We don't. We don't. We're not obedient to anyone in disobeying Allah. No way. Okay. And then what does she do? And then, um, she protects her chastity. Of course. She will go to Jannah. This is all that's asked of a woman to go to Jannah. Mm -mm -mm. But she has a problem with those things. If you, you know, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent Jibreel, he said, اذهب إلى الجنة فانظر إليها. يا جبريل, اذهب إلى الجنة وانظر إليها. Yeah. Go look at the Jannah and tell me what you see. Uh, and look at it. Jibreel came back and he said, Allah, whomsoever hears about this, 
will will worship you yani will forever last worship you subhanallah forever subhanallah to go to jannah of course and they said go look at the hellfire said whoever hears about it they will never disobey you yeah subhanallah and then allah subhanahu wa ta'ala haffal jannata bil makarih that he surrounded jannah with hardships, with hardships. Things that are hard. I did what I said I'm not going to do. <laughs> With hardships. <laughs> We're like almost two hours in. <laughs> I'm glad I kept my sanity this long. So Allah, he surrounded Jannah with hardships. Yeah. And he went, he said, Jibreel, go look. He said, Ya Allah, I don't think anybody will enter Jannah. Ooh. And then he surrounded hellfire with what? Pleasures. <clears throat> desires. He said, go look. I said, I don't think anybody will not enter it. SubhanAllah. Meaning people will just trip over their desires, fall right into hell's fire. Knowing this, knowing the truth, knowing reality, knowing what you were created for, knowing that there's a yom hisab, knowing that there's a rab that's going to ask you, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is asking you to do certain things. And yes, those certain things are going to be difficult and they're going to be hardships. Otherwise, what's the purpose? We just all go to Jannah. Okay? There has to be a struggle. And you have to understand if you're on the right path, the shaitan, he's going to be fighting you, he's going to be taunting you, he's going to be putting you, putting mashakil um, um, in your way. He's your enemy. SubhanAllah. A lot of times we see the non-Muslims, they can do a lot of khair, or it's easy for them to be nice. Because the shaitan is not on their case. The Muslim, as soon as they start doing the khair, they want to do it, the shaitan comes from a thousand different directions, akhi. And that's why it's mm. even harder for Muslims to be nice or to be good people. And of mm. course, we were not, a lot of us were not raised to be that way. There's a lot of strife. There's a lot of wars, a lot of refugees. There's, there's a lot of problems that psychologically attribute to a lot of our ill of manners, course, of course, of mannerisms, course. okay? To be fair, and I am aware of those things, you know, even in myself and how I was raised and where I was raised. So I know we, we should cut each other slack. But once again, we're not asking you to be a saint. We're asking you to submit to the will of Allah and try to do as you as much as you can. And fear Allah and obey Allah as much as you can. Yes. We're not saying you have to tomorrow start praying the five at the masjid. But know for the men, and we're gonna transition, inshaAllah ta'ala, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or the Prophet said, Man fajr fi mm. So for a leader, for a man, for a qawam, for someone who wants respect from his wife and his children and wants to run a successful household, they need to pray fajr at the masjid. How significant is that, Shaykh? I mean, Akhi, the hadith said, Man fajr fi no. He didn't say, Man fajr ma'a zawjati. No. Or fi bayti. Or tahta sillam. Or fi sama'a. No. He said, fil masjid. No. So if you pray the fajr at the masjid, you are under the covenant and protection of Allah until the night comes. What else do you want mm. for the men? So earlier we said the sisters, uh, two steps ago, it's easy for the sister to go to Jannah if she realizes what is demanded and asked, asked from her by Allah. If she realizes that and works on those things, she can enter Jannah. It's not asked of her a lot when it comes to what to do with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Her sacrifice is much less than the man when it comes to physical sacrifice. SubhanAllah. You understand what I say? Mm -hmm. But for her, it's a struggle. Yeah. It's just as hard because of her nature. So my struggle and your struggle aren't the same. But mm -hmm. if I start having your struggles and you have my struggles, then we've lost. We become gender fluid again. And that's why we are having a lot of problems. We're having a lot of 
fight and a lot of disputes because of the whole the whole fluidity issue is very is it's real yeah it's very dangerous yeah so that's why we keep on telling the sisters you know and right now i talk more to the sisters i push a lot the sisters first of all you're the ones who are going to raise the children next generation Uh, 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 what did the arabs say um i think you have this somewhere here sir نعم الأم مدرسة إن أعدتها أعدتها شعبا طيب الأعراقي أو الأعرافي، okay؟ الأعرافي or yeah الأعرافي. So if you look at he said the mother is a school. If you prepare her to become that school, that you have prepared a generation of beautiful descendants. عجيب عجيب that they are beautiful branches. Mm. And some said they're too beautiful um, veins. Veins. Mm. Well, not veins. No, no, no. Jodhur, roots. Roots, 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 roots. Roots. Same thing, yeah, same concept. Same concept yeah. You know? And this is why we say that we, the men, if, if you and your husband are on the same page for the sake of Allah, yeah, I don't care if you love each other. Sibuna min hub. Because you're going to kill us with this <laughs> Nobody's going to attain it. Unless you love Allah and you're on the same path, Allah won't allow you to love your husband. Yeah. Or you'll love him with a lot of jealousy and you'll still be, in, and you, you won't enjoy him. Yeah. Or it's going to be a one-way love. Either he loves her endlessly, she loves him. To find two that mesh and love each other, really. It's only in the cause of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. SubhanAllah. The love, you won't enjoy it. Yeah, you might have a burning desire for somebody and you love them and you're your husband. That's fine. Even the kuffar they have that, but there's a different feel, texture, enjoyment of you love somebody for the sake of Allah first. Subhanallah. I fell in love with my wife because she fears Allah, because she is obedient, and because I'm doing my role, because I'm a provider, because I'm a leader. She can count on me. She feels safe around me. I'm not sucking on a pipe at the shisha. I just never done that. I don't come in rinking of smoke. I don't smell bad. We're going to talk to the men. Wallahi, don't worry. They're going to get a beating, inshallah. I said three hours. I was not joking. <laughs> but as we as we kind of conclude with the, with the, with the wife, you know, and said, if you prepare the woman properly, this is your job, sisters. Your parents didn't prepare you. Maybe you came from single mother's f- uh, household. Maybe you're a refugee. Your parents were refugees. Forget about all that. You get on pace. You get you. Let the buck stop at you. All the problems my ancestors had, my parents had, they stop at me. I'm the one who's not gonna move on and, and spread this to the next generation. Mm-mm-mm. As much as I can, man or woman, it stops with me. Of course. If we didn't pray before, I'm the guy who's going to start to pray. And so forth and so on. Let Get off of your bum and start working, men or women. But do the right thing. Do the right thing. You know, like the sisters, there's Zed Academy. I've talked about this. It's a two-year program. Go learn your dean. It's a very safe. I've had my wife do this. Is it an online program? It's an online program, Echi, and it's done for those who speak English. Zed Academy. Zed Academy. I uh, Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know if they have it in English or not, but they they did in Arabic for those who are living in the West or whatever. Just go on there and say, I'm, they might have it in English. Maybe I'm wrong. But 
there's a lot of programs like this. Go take some classes. Go take classes that will benefit you. If you hate cooking or don't like cooking or you can't cook, you should be taking classes about cooking. Why? Because you want to cook for your children. The food we're eating, wallahi, we're living a life of disaster. I don't even know where to start. I think I need 30 hours on a podcast, yeah. not three. Yeah. You, your sisters need to learn how to read the label. Yeah. And I'm going to conclude with this about the sisters, inshallah. Um, and we love all of our sisters for sake of Allah. I love my daughters. I love my wife. I love my sisters. I love my mother. I love my aunts. Those are all sisters and, and women in my life that I look out for. Of course. And I love and protect and respect. So I want you guys, I, I come to you as a father, as somebody who is burdened by what's going on. And I would love to see our ummah better. Who's, who's my daughter going to marry? Who's my son going to marry? That's a great point. We have to think about these things. Same thing with you. Stop, stop being selfish. If you're going to get into a relationship, you're going to get married, it's not about you. You, They want you to say it's about you. It's not. It's about being obedient to Allah. It's about raising the proper children and lineage that will worship Allah. So. Not when you die, they're cursing you. Or when your child is walking out looking like a heathen or shaitan, and what do they do? If you don't raise your children properly, yeah. And you don't put in the effort. It's true. And you're not working hard for that. So. Your child goes out there, they do something bad or something wrong, and somebody's going to curse you. And you're sitting, you're sitting there, and you had nothing to do with it. It's yes, you did. You didn't do your part. So you deserved a part of that lana. And if you did your part, and your child went astray, Allah, I did what I should, I should have, and what I could have. What I could have. Yeah. That's fine. Last thing I want to leave you with. What are the best hours of our existence as human beings? The best hours of the day? Give me a time frame. Give me four, six hours. Give me whatever. Call them. Call whatever hours. They best do. hours of the day? Sure. I'd say maybe from Fajr until 10 a.m., 11 a.m. Okay. Let's say... 6 to 11, 6 to 12. 6 to 12. Okay. Beautiful. Where do most people spend those 6 to 12? From 6 to 12, where do they spend them? Usually sleeping, fortunately. Or work. I mean, oh. I mean, people who work, work. Allergies are kicking in, subhanAllah. Oh, no. If, if a woman is working, where is she spending those hours? Let's I, say she's work. working part-time. If she's working during so those hours. So it's either from 6 to 12 yeah. or 8 to 2. Or nine to five. Yes. It depends. Whatever. If she's working part time, but yeah. those are kind of the, the hours. The yeah, best yeah. hours are between six I and thought, six. I thought we were talking about everybody. I didn't think we were talking about only the woman only. No, no, it's fine. I should have elaborated a yeah. little bit more. Yeah. Um. Those twelve hours from six to six. Yeah. Six hours. We're gonna say twelve. Oh, oh, so okay, okay, dependent. Okay. Somebody from six to twelve. Some people are from okay. two, six to two. Whatever. From eight to nine to five. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Most most women are working a full time job today. Oh, okay, okay. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Now these are the best hours of your day. Of course. All right. Yeah. The best hours of your life. Of course. These should be the hours where you are preparing for when you pass on and you come to the masjid. We don't say who was this person. Yeah. Technically, you should be pre preparing for this. Okay. Yeah. And if you're on your purpose, you should understand that these hours you can never get back. No. 
and I just remembered something since we're talking about hours and statistics. I know we need three hours. <laughs> For you sisters. And we can't transition off the sisters yet. We, we're gonna, <laughs> we have to go somewhere. I forgot some other statistics. If you go right now and you Google the best year or age for a woman to have a child, first thing come up in Google, 29 to 31 years old, 28 to 30, to have a child. SubhanAllah. And this is so dece- this is so deceiving. Yeah. This is when they choose to have a child because they're all marrying over 28 years old. Yeah. And this is a normal circumstance. Yeah. But if you go and you Google when is the best the best age for a male or female to become active in relations. Yeah. When's the best age? Yeah. So you'll find this. I'm just going to tie these all together because the kuffar can separate them because they can do each one of these independently. As Muslims, we can't. Mm. This is what we don't understand. SubhanAllah. Okay? Yeah. So to be... Sexually active before 15 is not good. S- psychologically speaking, this is what they say. Okay. After 19 is not good. Of course, it's not good because you you might become a, a healthy person if you stay after that. Shayateen, mm. Shayateen, how they everything that they put is made for reason, and then they put the best age to be active is between 15 and 19. Subhanallah. But if you go ask them right now. When's the best time to get married? They're going to tell you it's 25. First child is 28. One to get married. If you enter these all separately and then you look at them, they make no sense. They only make sense to the kuffar that can do whatever they want. Yeah. They can become active at 15. No problem. But hey, be careful. Don't have a baby. Contraceptions. You know, and then why are you going to marry now? You, we need you in corporate America. From 19 to 30, those 10 years. Then they know they can't tell the women to not have babies after that because they need babies to pay for Social Security. Of course. Who's going to pay for their retirement? Who's going to come in next generation? Ah, Habibi, they need the next generation now to make more kids. And Jordan Pearson talks about on that uh, 10-minute clip, he talks about how women, the biggest lie that they've lied to women from 19 to 30 is um, a, a career is important for your life. You will not be fulfilled without a career and that you need to go out and get a career. Yeah. And women, and he does a lot of um, people come and consult with him, you know, as, as a psychologist. Uh, a lot of women who are successful, who are uh, lawyers, who I said the majority of them, they're highly successful. They leave all of that when they want to have a child and they want to just stick to a nine to five. Even then, they can't get rid of because they have a certain lifestyle. They have certain things that they've done that they just can't quit their job and stay home unless their husband's way well off. And these are all uh, case by case. He talks about that the woman, they tell her you're not going to be fulfilled until you have a career. Mm-hmm. Of course, they want her to go work for 10 years. One of the best workers out there, if you need employees, are women. Mm-hmm. Women don't ask for raises. And that's why the pay gap is just a hallucination. There's no real pay gap between genders. Mm-hmm. And you can look that up, and I don't want to debate you about that, okay? Um, the women, they don't ask for raises because they're less, uh, they're more agreeable. Yes. 
more cooperative. So, and more cooperative. And they don't quit for yeah. a job. They they're don't more, threaten you to leave. Yeah, yeah. And if they love the job and they feel good about it, they're nice they and cozy. They're relationship-oriented. Yeah. So they're very good. If you find a nice one that's a worker, oh, yeah, uh, women all day long. Men are headaches, especially <laughs> young men. Okay? Yeah. And, and, I'm, and I'm being honest, but... That's not a reason why you should leave the house and work, sister. I'm not saying that to give you a free pass to go. No. If a woman today should be active in intimacy between the age of 15 and 19, they tell you it's illegal to marry before she's 18. Even though we discussed in some states you can marry younger. 16, yeah. Or 16 or 17. But if somebody gets married even at 17 or 18 now, people look at her like, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Shame her for doing of that. Of course, Achi. And if you hold on after 19 and you don't, you're not active, they shame her they as shame well. They shame her as well, of course. And all these are... So, if you're Muslim, you can't marry until you're 30 because your parents said you have to get t- t- a double master's, PhD, whatever. And then you get married and you fight with your husband who's more educated. Because I had a wife tell her husband once, I'm educated too, you know. I have an opinion. Yeah. You're not the only one who's educated. Yeah. Literally, she said this to the husband. They were talking yeah. about something... Trivia. That was ill- irrelevant. Yeah, it didn't. I didn't. It didn't matter if she had an education or not. Yeah. But she used that as an argument, like, "Hey, if you're smart enough to figure it out, so am I." And this is a. Pro- I'm not saying don't get educated, but just understand why you're getting educated. Yeah, it's that's not important. to fight with your husband. If you want somebody you're going to spend the rest of your life with, understand what you're getting into, Achi. Of course. As a Muslim, we can't just go and try men like the kufar do. They've tried it and it didn't work and it doesn't work. And it's not it's against the nature of Allah. This it's against everything that Allah has created. Mm-hmm. And the way He created things is not to be that way. So if you're spending the best hours of your day, you know, imagine a sister sitting home. And this is another thing of our sisters who are not working, get off your bum and work. Meaning not a job. You should be working out. You should be cooking healthy foods. You should be learning new recipes. So you know, if we or if we're telling the, the sister that you can be working out. You can do, you know, shop healthy. You can read something. You can get a degree online. There's a lot of things you can do in seven, eight hours. You can learn how to do your makeup, how to how to do. A, there's a lot of things. Oh, you can sew. You can. There's a lot of things you can do. And and yes, these are womenly things. That's okay. There's nobody's coming in there saying, oh, "Why are, why aren't you out there fighting with a sword or kickboxing?" You know. Yeah. No. Everybody has different things that they can be good at just based on their nature, Achi. That's why most women go into education. Most women go into nurses. Most women go into clerical jobs. Yeah. By nature, they they are like their relationships. That's why most high-end surgeons are not women, yeah. although women have all these high degrees and doctors and so forth. So by nature, these are all, you know, there's women and feminine jobs and there's men, you know, masculine jobs. Of course. And there's nothing wrong with that. But if you're staying home too, don't just bum out all day. Don't be laying around all day. Do, do something yeah, that's going to benefit you. Of course. When you have heart disease and you have diabetes, you have all these other problems. I mean, if Jessica can go and she can get up in the morning and go to the gym and go work for 12 hours and go take the kids to the, 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 to the daycare and then pick them up from daycare and come home and cook, even if she throws in, I know you're going to tell me she throws in the microwave. Not all of them do that, but those who are busy will always remain busy. Yeah. So, sisters, you have to get off your bum. You have to work. There's so many things that you could do. 
So many. I'm just giving you, I didn't say you have to do all of these, but you just give you ideas and you can be creative. You can do these things, you know. Uh, subhanallah, 3%, 3% of all women over 30 will never have babies. 3% of all women over 30 will not have babies. Mm -hmm. After 30, only 50% chance of having a child. Over 30. And then if you go and say, because if you go and say the, 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 the best age to have a baby, they're going to say 28, 29. Now that's only for one child. Oh. If you go and say, I want to have three children, they're going to tell you the best age to get, to, ha to get married or to have a child is what? 23. Interesting. But they don't go beyond that to four. So I did the math on that based on, all, I couldn't find anything that said four children or they just give example of one and three. Yeah. But it's two years per child. Mm. So if you want to have four children, 21. You want to have five children, 19. To have them healthy with, without, uh, without, uh, I, without the uh, in vitro or whatever they call that, uh, IVF. Yeah. Without IVF. Because now a lot of women say, oh, I can get older and I'll do IVF. IVF is when they... I don't know, I don't know what that is. Well, they so. uh, in, in vitro or uh, um, something... Um, I forget the word for it. Is when they... Uh, Manually implant, oh, oh, implant the, uh, the the men uh, the the, yeah, the, man's, the, uh, and uh, the so, Yes, so I was trying to avoid those words, but that's okay. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, um, it's not natural, and it yeah. costs a lot of money, oh, Of course, and there's complications, and it only has it has a, I believe either a sixty percent rate of failure or 60% only 60% chance of, no, 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 no. Uh, of, of uh, success either or there's the success rate is about half yeah and it costs a lot of money mm -hmm. and the body and then once you start getting into that you can barely have one child so if a woman has to wants to have a big family she has to marry earlier Achie. of course it's either you're fa you want to be a family woman or you want to be a career woman to have them both is extremely hard I know you want to have it all and, and, and still go to Firdaus al-A'la the, the highest I know but that's not realistic it's, yeah it's just not today if you want to raise your children properly and you want to have proper children you can't work you cannot work you cannot work. Guaranteed, if you work, you're not going to raise your pr children properly. And y you men, that, and we're going to transition onto you in, in, in a very quick second here. I think I've talked about all the points about that. Um, we know that rates of children are going down in the U.S. It's 1.6 per, per, uh, per woman. Uh, U.K. is 1.61. Uh, U.S. is 6.6. U.K. 6.1. Canada 1.4. It's too cold there to even have children. Um, I don't mm -hmm. even know why people live there, but uh, for all you who've lived in Canada, I'm just joking. Your passport's a good passport to have. Um, and I think I've, I've touched about all my points, and I wanted to move on to... Let's uh, move on to the men, yeah. The transition. Now, the transition, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَهُنَّ مِثْلُ الَّذِي عَلَيْهِنَّ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ no. That the women and the men, they both have, each one has the rights of the other upon the other. Okay. So meaning if men have rights upon women, women have rights upon men. Of course. But sisters and brothers, Allah is only going to ask you about what? Your responsibilities. Your responsibilities, right? Yes. yes. So he's going to tell the other person, why didn't you give them her rights? So a lot of people are always struggling. Uh, they're always wanting to have their rights. Yeah. But they're going to ask about the responsibilities. 
So you have to understand that. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Okay? And they said some other things. But we said, well, and the men have a an upper, uh, or um, what's the word I'm they have a, a degree, a degree more of responsibility. Yeah. Okay. And that comes under the men are responsible for the women. The, the men are in charge of the women. The men are the protectors of women, so forth. That's what this means. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So in the, in the previous podcast, we talked about um, one of the things that the, the two characteristics that you can get away with as a man. You can get away a lot that, that if you have these two characteristics is to be honest can't be a liar and you can be generous you can't be generous unless you're making decent money Mm. because if you're like really bummed out you can't give anything you can't help yourself can't help others no so if you're generous with your wife and you're not a liar you can go a long way so that's where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the believers there are real men who have remained truthful and honest to their covenant. covenant and their promise that they made to Allah. Some of them have died. And some and some the of process. them are in the process, but they have not changed the course. So this is, you know, one of the strong verse. Okay. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, of course, to the sisters, he's saying this about the men. That a believing man is superior and better and far better for you than a polyist, a polyist, a mushrik or a polyist um, or non-believer. Okay, even if he amazes you, or even if he like, even if you uh, think, uh, wow, you're infatuated with him, or he's yeah. cute, or he's this. Uh, yeah, and we, he didn't say rajlun Muslim. He said rajlun mu'min. Subhanallah. He has to be a good man. He has to be somebody who worships Allah. If a man doesn't pray, he's a bum. Don't marry him. Subhanallah. Period. And if he hasn't been praying for a long time, sisters, stay away. Ten-foot pole, don't. Soft men in this time and day and age are only going to take you backwards. They're not going to take you forward. And Allah forbid we have hardships and we have hard times. You're not going to find. You're not going to count on this man. So you men get your act together. If I could find out a way to get every young man to go to the military without them killing Muslims, I would promote the military. To get disciplined. They need to go to the military. My kids are the first ones. Uqsim Billah would send them to the military. Uqsim Billah. Discipline is very important. If I I have somehow some money, I'll open a camp, a boot camp for Muslims only. Muslim boys, woo boot camp. Yeah. They're so soft, so soft, so disrespectful. Yeah. A lot of these young men. And I'm not talking to every man on here, but the few that are listening to me, and you have this problem, get your stuff together. It's true. Strap your boots and get up there and stop. If you're sleeping in 10 hours a day, you need to get, you need to get, you need to get spanked. As a young man, you should be on your purpose. That's true. You don't have time for video games. You don't have time for playing around. You should be working. You should be going to school and working on whatever schooling you have going on or a job you have going on, depending on how young you are. You should be on your purpose. So they have to be praying. 
They have to be doing their wajibat. They have to be praying on time. If they don't pray because they're not worried about going to hellfire, they are surely going to take you to hellfire. No doubt about it. Yeah? And my nasiha for both parties, if you, sisters, please, 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 if you find a man that doesn't pray, don't say when he marries me he's going to change. Even if he promised you, he's lying. He's lying. He might. But nobody, if you marry with the expectation, you're going to be very miserable. So whatever you see is what you'll get. Men or women, nobody changes the other person. Never, unless they want to change. But that always think of that as the bonus. Don't think of that as the main course. The main, oh, that's a good point. That's your dessert. If you can get the dessert or the cherry on the cake, yeah. alhamdulillah. But don't give up. Uh, don't give up on your steak. Mm. Don't give up on your main course. Don't at all. Yeah. So sisters, make sure that if your man, if he's smoking, kick him to the curb. Subhanallah. That's just saying that I'm not smart. I'm nasty. I'm disgusting and I'm wasteful. All in the same time, Akhi. Subhanallah. We're in a day and age. If you're smoking, Akhi, you just you're not you're not with us. You haven't been living with us for the past 15, 20 years. I mean, it's just becoming a it's it's a, it's not a habit of good character. No, 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 no. You men, I, if you're smoking, I hope you, you can stop smoking, okay? Yeah. Inshallah ta'ala. If you have a friend that's smoking and it hurts your feelings, it's okay. Just pat him on the back or don't tell him. So make sure that you're not thinking I'm going to change the other spouse. No way. Just, just kick that out of your head. And I'm going to illustrate an example of a sister or a brother. It doesn't matter. Um, but this happened to, uh, this, this person was going to marry and he was talking to two prospects. Okay, and you can take the same thing because this is a true story. So I'm not given a hyperbole. You can, you can match this with men or flip over the roles if you like. Yeah, he said I talked to the first sister, and I told her a certain something that I'm looking for and I want to accomplish and whatever it is. For instance, I want you to pray or wear niqab or memorize Quran. So she told him, you know what? Let's not talk about this um, to my father right now. Let's not bring this up because my father is strict or not strict, whatever, in whatever way. Um, and then, inshallah, you and I will work it out later. Yeah. Okay? Mm -mm -mm. He said, the other sister, I talked to her, and then I said, you know what? If you don't want to tell your parents for now because maybe this is too harsh or too strong or not the lifestyle or, you know, some of them, they don't want them to leave the country, for instance. Okay, but when we get married, it's like, oh, we'll go and we'll leave. The sister said, I don't want to start something beautiful with a lie. Yeah. Which one would you marry? The second one. Shaft. He didn't even hesitate. Wallah, I didn't tell him the story. Yeah. I said the same thing without hesitation. I would marry the second one. Yeah. That's who I would marry my son. Of course. Because you're going to be in tranquility with that person that doesn't lie to themselves, doesn't lie to them, to their parents. Sisters, brothers, both of both both of you. If somebody that was living with a father or with a mother for eighteen or twenty or twenty-five years, depending on one, and they're not loyal to that person, what makes you think they're going to be loyal to you? Ajib, that's a very. Good Achi, point. why? You know, like these girls, they run off with a guy. Do you think the guy, when things get tough, so he's thinking, you know what? She ran off with me. She wasn't loyal to her father. Or her mother. I see that your father is bad, of course. Uh, mommy's bad too. Okay, how about your siblings? How about your family name? I see that how about Al Islam? 
You weren't loyal to nothing. You weren't loyal to your dean. You weren't loyal to your father. You weren't loyal to your mother. You weren't loyal to your brother. You think your brother is not ashamed by that? You think your father's not ashamed by that? You think your people look out and say, well, mashallah, al-Muslimin in America are doing great? Or Europe or, where, or back home, wherever that is. Akhi, you insult your dean, you insult your family, you insult your family name, you insult your siblings, your sisters. Do you know when you as a sister, Allah, listen to and I hope this will wake up the even one soul. Khalas, alhamdulillah, we gained the soul. Yeah. If you're thinking about doing this, don't do it. You know what you will do? You'll bring hardship onto your other sisters. If you're the older sister and you leave, people say, oh, they, they have a sister that ran away. No, 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 I won't have nothing to do with these other. There must be bad family. Yeah, subhanAllah. Or they don't do this in your community. Is of it just they in, do. in the oh, Arab no. community that do this? No, 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 no. Okay, so yeah. we're on the same page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're a Muslim. Any sane person would actually feel that way, yeah. I'm, even even a non-Muslim, if they have a little bit of clarity and they can understand, like, why would you do this? Yeah. So if a, if a sister runs off with a brother, you're going to lose at the end. Very, very tough. And that's where we say, oh, you fell in love with him. That's when we said, don't fall in love with him. <laughs> oh, yeah, so be careful that you fall in love and then you don't control your emotions and control your heart. And then you go to your dad and daddy says no. And then you're like, oh, no, I'm going to run off with him. So you threaten your father who fed you and loved you and cried over you for ex all, ever since you were born. He when, whenever I have a daughter and she's born, they put her in my arms. The first thing I think about, who is she going to marry? <laughs> That's how far ahead I start thinking. Yeah. Not who deserves my daughter. No. No, who is she going to marry? SubhanAllah. So this is... Very good point. SubhanAllah, same thing with the men. Yeah. If he's if he's willing to run off with you, doesn't he shame his family? Of course. Doesn't he shame you know, so you guys his be honor, careful. His, Akhi, my, my family is sacred to me. My parents, my mom, my family name. I don't do anything to tarnish that. I don't do anything to tarnish Islam. I don't you know you you, you young men and women listen to me. Be very careful that this idea shouldn't even cross your mind. For every woman that runs off with a man, that man is gonna leave you sooner than later. Oh Akhi. yeah, he will not value you. Once life comes in. full circle and there's problems there's kids there's this he's gonna think you know what why should i not go play with this other woman well at the end i don't even know maybe she did this with somebody else shaitan he will not let you settle yeah yeah because it was not done right it's not done right okay allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says those who are the the most beloved to allah and those are closest to allah are those who fear allah the most okay and allah has put the husband and the man to be in a position of strength to be the leader to be the imam so you have to be as such as a man okay mm. so if you get up in in the morning and you go to the masjid your wife's going to respect you yeah it's true that the woman might tell you say things that insinuate she's not happy with the situation but if you don't do them it will be worse oh don't work overtime we miss you but if you don't have enough money to buy that house she wants she's going to say you're a failure yeah. The shaitan akhi, because they're emotional. So don't fall into the emotions of the of the sisters. Yeah. So be strong men. So I'm telling you men to be strong and be on your purpose. Don't be manipulated by a sister. That doesn't make her a bad person. She's an emotional creature, akhi. She could be on her menstrual. She could have a lot of things going on that she's giving you wrong advice. So you're the man who's supposed to be sane and make the right decision and remain on your purpose. So. This doesn't mean we don't take advice from women. No, advice could give you really good, women could give you really good advice. 
Wallahi, my wife does give me good advice. Yeah. I always ask when I'm going to do something, we're going to buy a house. We're gonna, I sit down, I make mashura with my kids. What do you guys think? We're going to go to this country. What do you guys? I include them in the decisions. But at the end, who makes the final decision? Yeah. Abi makes the final decision. That Then they should not get upset because yeah. that's his role. He's yeah. the leader of the house. Like the president talks with his cabinet. He talks with the vice president. They influence his idea. At the end, when he decides to do it, then everybody follows suit. Yeah. That's how should things should be. But you need to be that man that is submittable material. You have to be a man. If you everything you heard as a man in this podcast hurt your feelings, you got a lot of growing to do. Yeah. You especially this one, Ahi. This one's been like the nicest and softest one, I think. <laughs> Wallahi, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, we'll see. We'll look back and see what did we do wrong. But in for you men, yeah. get on your purpose, Ahi. Get up there and make it happen. You know, um, the Prophet ﷺ, he said, "Khayrukum." The best from amongst you are the best of you towards their family members or their wives. And I am the best from amongst you towards my wives. So. I know we talk to sisters a lot. And I, and I always mention this. We talk a lot to sisters because they're the foundation. And everybody out there is telling her, go out there and do it. Or come out and play like we said. Everybody mm -hmm. out there is with a big horn. Come out and play. Meaning leave the home. Come and work. Come and do this. Come and do that. They're bombarded. 65, I believe it's 65 to 70 to 85 percent of all decision made uh, when it comes to consumer uh, consumerism or to buy things are made by women. Mm. Even if they don't make the money. Subhanallah. My wife buys the groceries. Yeah. I'm out of town. She's making the decisions. She's making all the decisions. Ah. Yeah. So. so this is what I mean by that. Okay. So. The Prophet ﷺ saying that uh, uh, he said, mm -hmm. Whomsoever you come, their mannerisms and their akhlaq are good, and you are okay with them, marry them right away. And we said it's not about how much money they make, but you can't be a bum. Akhi, you can make six figures in this country. Wallahi, you can. And I'm not talking about Bitcoin. Okay, everybody's on this craze of Bitcoin and the stock yeah. market. People are going to lose a lot of money, Akhi. Yeah. For years, people have asked me about that. You're going to lose a lot of money. It was like 69,000 today. It's 21,000 Bitcoin. So imagine if people spent 100,000 now, they're negative, Akhi. They lost all their life savings. If you're looking for an easy, quick, rich, get rich scheme without the work, you're going to have an easy, get broke scheme happen to you pretty <laughs> quick. That's how you can get rich really quick and yeah. you can get poor really quick. That's true. That's but if you're willing to take that, that's why all this investments in money and so forth, it all has to be from your extra. Yeah. Not, Don't, not, not, your, not main. your main investment should be in, in real property, should be in a home, should be in yeah. certain things yeah. that will last, that you can have gold, silver, all these good things. So, okay. So. And maybe we'll do some podcasts about that stuff. Okay. So, we, um, and I know we need to conclude very quick, inshallah ta'ala. I think we have three more minutes. And one of the things that I tell the sisters, marry a man, an honorable man from an honorable family. Mm. Why? Because a lot of times the honor of their family and the belonging of that family is important, will not allow the man to do stupid things. Stress if he doesn't have a family, doesn't have an honor, he can divorce you and throw you and go move on to the next woman. Um, he's not going to be good for his word. There's nobody you can turn to. Yeah. Because if you have a family, remember sisters, we said, if you go family strong, when you have a problem, you have family strong. If it's just you and the man, you go do whatever you want, you will have problems. The problems will happen. The strife will happen. The rupture, the divorce, all these things will happen. Yeah. How they happen will be very dependent on your family 
and the honorable nature of your family or his family. Interesting. So men marry women from honorable families, women. That's listening to me, Akhi. If you don't have this, this it's not a must. This is this is the utmost. This is what you should be seeking. Mm. They should be good men, they should be honorable from an honorable family. You should know right away. You talk to his father. Oh, this is an honorable person right there. Mm-hmm. But who knows that? Daddy, because daddy has to be involved. Daddy's yeah. not here. Uncle is involved. Uncle's not here. Brother is not involved. Your sheikh, some man in you should be involved with you as a mahram or as a wali. Of course. So they can help you make a decision. Okay? Last thing, um, uh, two more things. Nabi Wasallam For the men, you have to look for the proper woman that you're going to put your seed in, that you're going to have children with. SubhanAllah. So you have to be somebody who's what? On the path of Allah, so you can look for that right woman, okay? And the last thing is, uh, Last thing is, for those of you who are afraid to leave young children behind, let's say, um, right now you have an ailment and it, it, just in general let's say I have young kids right now let's let's go back I have and we're gonna conclude inshallah we have I have young kids right now if I want to safeguard my kids I have to fear Allah not eat haram give them the proper nurturing that they need love nurturing discipline and we said discipline you decide what that discipline is yeah. huh? um I have to be for them, there for them financially, mentally, a support system. I have to train them and show them the righteous ways mm-hmm. and not just buy them things and not just put them in front of the TV and the hell of vision and then they're going to burn in front of my eyes. That means I don't fear Allah in my wife. I don't fear Allah in my children. Then I say, why is my house on fire? I bring this upon myself, Akhi, if I'm not paying attention. So if the man's not paying attention, you ha- as you men, you need to learn how to say no. Mm-hmm. You need to learn how to say no and stick to it. And I'm not saying fil batal, but if you no. make a decision, say, hey, we're not going to watch this, we're not going to do this. First stick of all, your it. wife should respect it. And second of all, you stick to it. Yeah. Especially with the kids, Akhi. The kids will manipulate mom. If mom says no, they come to the father and vice versa. They play that game. Of course. Be careful of that. So, whomsoever that is afraid to leave behind young children that they might go astray, that. فَلْيَتَّقُوا First of all, to fear Allah while you're still alive and and to have good, pure speech. Mm. These two things. SubhanAllah. And then in the, when in the, in the qissa of Musa al-Khidr, radiyallahu alayhim as-salam, that he said, وَكَانَ أَبُوهُمَا صَالِحًا so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protected the children that their father died because he was a righteous, a righteous man. man. So don't worry about accumulating wealth for you men or sisters. Don't worry about a man who's trying to uh, accumulate wealth. I want to save them. I want them to be wet off. No, 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 no. Do as much as you can, of course, on your purpose as a man. But fear Allah in your dealings. Don't feed them haram. Don't feed your spouse haram. Of course. And have good speech, meaning don't talk about others. Don't do ghiba. Don't do namima. Don't do evil. Don't do shahadat al-zur. Shahadat al-zur is to, have a fal- to be a false witness. SubhanAllah. And we do this a lot without even realizing. Yeah. So men have to be men, akhi. 
So they have to say no. They have to get tired. They have to work hard. They have to be on their purpose. They have to sacrifice blood, sweat, and tears. And then you can say, wife, obey me. Because you are going to be submittable material. Submittable material. If you, if your wife, you tell her to stay home and you go work two jobs, three, I don't care. I don't care how many jobs you work. Do you think she's not going to respect you? If she's on the purpose of Allah and the path and we want to have righteous children. And I will, I will conclude with this one. Both of you, men and women now. Imagine that you have a righteous man or woman. They're both good looking to a certain degree. And that you guys fear Allah and you get up and you pray Qiyam al-Layl together. And that you guys have intimacy together and that the bedroom is good like we discussed. And you guys can go out and have a dinner here, have a picnic here, have a... This is like, this is Jannat al-Dunya qabla al-Akhirah. No. That you can count on this person that when you turn, they're not going to stab you in the back. That this person you can count on, this person loves you, this person appreciates you and they show it. Like we say, men don't get enough appreciation. Yeah. I think we've talked a lot about a lot of things. Uh, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive us if we um, forgot something or messed up, inshallah ta'ala. Definitely. Definitely. Um, as far as I'm concerned, I think I'm done. I'll let you close out, inshallah Sheikh, We drained you, Sheikh Afan. Tonight, tonight we drained you. <laughs> now, this is a very, very deep topic. May Allah reward the Sheikh for his efforts. We spoke about a lot of things tonight, but mainly I surrounded the most important relationships, which is the family. So I think we're going to... I think well, we're going to be dedicating a lot more time to this topic as time goes on. This is a very important topic. And we, 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 we took all the energy out of the Sheikh tonight. So he's going to knock out pretty good. Jazakallah <laughs> khairi Sheikh. And inshallah, give us your feedback and other things. And inshallah, we're always listening to you guys and seeing the type of content that you guys need. It's all about serving you guys to better create uh, better Muslims. Deen loving, loving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, loving yourself and loving each other. So inshallah, we'll keep it at that. Follow all the other episodes with the Shaykh, inshallah. Very intense, very beneficial. Inshallah, we'll keep it at that.